on episode 33 of Pixel Guide N. We got the band back together. The return of the game show. It's a 32-bit shmup battle. One large cup of coffee. And a couple of beers. We finally talk about Doki Doki. Where in the world is Pixel Vixen? Tim hits his head a bunch. And a lot of games. Part two of Pandemic 2020. 2020. Shelter in place. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite description of what we are. Because we're not quarantined because we're not sick. We're just sheltering we, in our place. We are sheltered in place. Eric, did you get a lot more gaming in because of the shelter in place? I did, but in a different way than I thought I would. <laughs> I thought I'd play a lot more games, but I ended up just playing a couple of games a lot. Ooh, Okay. That's interesting. So it, I still got gaming in, which is great, and it was a lot of fun. But um, I ended up playing a lot of Switch stuff and games that you know I played fifteen, twenty hours worth. Okay, okay. So I got I got stuck. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's harder to get gaming in now than it is when I. So I'm I'm working from home. Yep. Same um, I'm I am essential <clears throat> business, but I am not an essential position in my company, which means. I can sell stuff from home rather than going to people's businesses. Um, so, anyways, that being said, uh, I've been doing conference calls. I've been calling customers. I've been taking on <clears throat> our businesses um, uh, while selling electrical products. So, the guys that are typically out there, uh, I say guys, meaning guys and gals, um, mm-hmm. that are out there doing inside sales, counter sales, managing, warehouse, driver. They're all out there doing kinds of crazy stuff like a curbside pickup and things that take a lot more manpower. Right. So basically I'm requesting not only am I trying to reach out to customers and stuff, but I'm having the branch send me uh, quotes and things they need done so I can do that so they can stay busy, uh, you know, trying to get customers their product. So it's working out. But honestly, I probably, instead of, you know, driving to the office and that taking some time and then taking, you know, an hour-long lunch every, you know, or uh, driving between customers or talking to people for a while, it's like constantly me sitting in this chair on my computer all day. And then, you know, wives and kids are are here as well. My wife works almost full-time as well. She's working from home for the church. Uh, It's craziness. And then you just feel like you're ignoring your family all day, even though you're just at work, but you can't mentally think you're at work. Anyways, long story short, I probably don't have any more time, probably even less than normal. It's challenging. And I I, I agree with you. I I find less time to do that um, in this current mode. Um, I, I, because I, even in the best of times, I can. I could do my job 80% at home, but I prefer to go to clients because it actually, when you talk to them and you're there on site, they ask me to do more things. Yeah. yeah so I generate more business when I'm on site. Yeah. You're, so, you're, you're a salesperson, regardless of what your position, you know, potentially could, what technically is it, right? 
That's so. exactly it. So when I don't go on site, I'm I'm down hours, and it's 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 a bummer all around. But I, I at least I'm fortunate enough to have a job. So oh yeah, <laughs> and still still generating money. So. We're we're blessed. Things are good. I just I'm not gonna lie. And I, there's people that I don't envy logically that I know that have been laid off or they're furloughed or whatever, and they're at home with nothing to do but play games. But that part right there, I'm just a little bit jealous of. I'm like, I kind of want that excuse. Like, I'm not supposed to do anything but sit here and play games. I want to do that. But, yeah, and you oh think well. that you you would think that we would have more time to play games, but I I, I mean, I think over in general, I do, I have played more games, but um, not that much more. Maybe yeah. 10, 20 percent more, maybe. Yeah. So we kind of already we're, started. We're, we kind of already started quick questions here, but should we make it official? Yeah, let's do quick questions. Quick questions! All right, so I'm going to go ahead and ask the first quick question, even though I kind, of already, right. even though I kind of already did. Um, yeah. Have you ever made a decision buying a console or computer because of brand loyalty, Eric? Because of brand loyalty. And nowadays, yes. nowadays, they call it fanboying, I guess, but... <clears throat> I'm going to call it brand loyalty. I'm going to say I did, and and it's not retro, but it's I loved, I absolutely loved my Xbox 360, and I have more games collected, physical games collected for that than any other console. And I I rocked that thing for ten years. I loved it, and I just out I just bought an Xbox One because of my loyalty to Xbox. I loved it. I love the way they do online, how they do the lobbies, how they do like uh, online gaming. And so I just blindly went with Xbox one. And, and honestly, I regret it. There was a lot more games for the PS4 that I really wanted to play. And I never hmm. bought a PS4. So I haven't, bought, I haven't played those games like Yakuza and um, uncharted. The uncharted yeah, series is amazing. I, I played uncharted. I played, I have all the PS3 versions of uncharted. Oh, okay. Okay. They, they didn't really do it for me. Oh, I love them. I mean, some of my favorite games of all time. Really, this just seems like too many cutscenes. It's like <laughs> watching a movie. It's like watching a movie. You know, I, I just I couldn't really gel with that. I mean, they look amazing. You're right. Even on PS3, the ones on PS3 looked amazing. But um, God so, of War. I mean, that's that. That's that's yeah. God, I see. I kind of like God of War when I played on PS2. Yeah. Um, what about you? It's funny you said, so I was thinking about it and I thought I would in, in my history, but realistically I had a Nintendo, then I had a Genesis, then I had a, I did go to the Nintendo 64 after that. I've never had back to back systems of the same brand. So I never like felt any brand loyalty, um, except for the exact same generation as you. I had a PlayStation three and I just hopped straight into PlayStation four. Um, I don't know if that was just by chance or if it was brand loyalty, um, but for me, the main thing was PlayStation Network. So I already had the account and everything, and everything kind of carried over, um, yeah. which was nice. And but I, I think the biggest thing, though, it wasn't really brand loyalty for me. It was like you said, all the first party PlayStation games, which are great. They have really good first party single player games, whereas Xbox focused on multiplayer games. Yeah. And I don't do a lot, I don't do a lot of multiplayer, so although yeah, the, I mean, go other ahead. than that, I can't think of anything that I can't think of any other brand loyalty. It was always just based on um, 
games I wanted to play, and then, so I bought the system based on the games I wanted to play. Yeah. Yep. I kind of wish I did have some brand loyalty because I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I did a segment in our last uh, show about first one hundred dollars Sega Genesis. Yeah. And you and I have talked about in the past how the controller drives me nuts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, I don't even want to play the games because the controller, blah, 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 blah. I was going through the through the Genesis library, trying to figure out which games I'd pick with my first $100 if I had to buy it all over again. Honestly, I was looking through there, I'm like, I don't like a lot of Genesis games. I Yeah. That was the system I owned, and I don't have a lot of nostalgia for it. I have a nostalgia for like two or three games. I wish I got a Super Nintendo. It, it's a much right. the, it's all and it comes down to software primarily i mean the, the super nintendo games are just more my speed um and i think that comes down to super nintendo whatever for whatever reason was made with this mentality of games being like you could play a certain amount of it and then save and then come back later or um more slower not there's i guess slower paced bite-sized chunks of a big game whereas Genesis games were primarily like arcade style games. You start at the beginning, play as far as you can, you die, you try again. And that just yeah. didn't didn't gel as much with me. One th- one weird thing for me in my history is I had a Super Nintendo back when it came out. I did not have a Genesis and I didn't know anyone with a Genesis. Not a single person. Oh, really? So I never played it. First time I ever played a Sega Genesis was probably about nine years ago when I got my first one. When you did your rebirth. Your retro video game rebirth. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next question is kind of from you and kind of not. What is it? Is it the evil gnome? No. (laughs) The evil gnome is back. We need to get like a theme song for the evil gnome. Yeah, we do. Something like that. uh, I should write a little Sid tune on my 64. That'd be a good little project for me. There you go. All right. What's he up to? What's he up to? You are out for a walk when you notice the evil gnome is sitting in in a doorway. Just sitting. This large stone building. Let me get my notes here. I had to take notes on this complicated, pro- <laughs> this complicated story. You're Hold playing on. it off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't. I got notes here. Improv. Okay. <clears throat> you walk up. You walk up to the evil gnome, and he extends his hand in friendship. I don't accept this time. I've been down this road. <laughs> this I don't isn't accept. A choose your own, this I, isn't your choose your own adventure. <laughs> this is no. This is like Dungeons and Dragons. I can do whatever I want. Magic <laughs> missile. I want to. I want to <laughs> kick him in the face and then magic missile his corpse. Fireball! 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> you reach out to shake the evil gnome's hand, and it's covered in. What Yo- do you think it's covered? Yogurt. In? <laughs> yogurt. But this time it's strawberry flavored. Ooh. Well, at least you got that. He uses his hand that he shakes you with to th- toss you into the room behind him. This is a strong and gnome. In that room is two doorways. And he tells you that you have to go through either either doorway and exit out the maze. And you have to go through two, ten levels of the maze to exit out. And if you die, then you die. And if you get through, then you get to go back to your life. Now, each room is themed. One is Ms. Pac-Man. You have to get through <laughs> ten levels of Ms. Pac-Man. 
without dying, or one is berserk. You have to get through 10 levels without dying. Which one do you choose? Hmm. This is the maze challenge. Oh, I get it now. I get it now. It took a while to get maze there. Or there. Or berserk. All right. Well, I'm thinking logically. Oh, by here. the way, by the way, you don't have pants. Oh yeah. Well, that's a given with the evil gnome. <laughs> that's a given. I don't know when he took them, but that's the point. Somehow they're got, they're they're gone now. That's right. Um. Uh, I'm gonna go with berserk. Uh, oh, all right. Well, here's the reason for berserk, and it's the way I play the game too. With Miss Pac-Man, I'm probably mm-hmm. a little better at Miss Pac-Man, but with, with Miss Pac-Man, when you're in, you're in. With berserk. If you don't like the way things are looking, you can dodge out of the of the level and come back in. That's true. Everything re- That's true. everything re- reboots, but you can you you know if you're taking too long to kill everybody and evil auto is coming, I'm just going to dodge yeah. out and come back in. So I've got a, right. I've got a backup plan of berserk. <laughs> Even though I'm pantsless, I I choose berserk too. I was never very good at Pac Man games because I didn't want to memorize levels. But the reason I chose Ms. Pac Man is you can't really memorize them. There, there's a random element to Ms. Pac-Man, unlike Pac-Man. And it's the better game. Yeah. Hot take! Yeah. All right! Um, show information, Eric. Yes. So, let's say you want to know more about Pixel Gaiden. Well, let's Where say would I you do. go for that? I would go Where to... Where would you go? I would probably start at pixelguiden.com. There you um, go. Perhaps I wanted to interact with you, Eric. Where would I go? You would, if you want to interact with the show, you would go to the show Twitter feed at, at pixel underscore Gaiden. If you want to interact with the individual elements that make up this amazing podcast. The fifth element? Then you would go, if you want to contact Eric, you would reach him at at the project, at D-U-H project. If you want to reach Cody, you would reach him at at oddball, except it is spelled like it's odd. It is O-D-D-B-A-1149. If you want to reach Tim Drew, our friend over the pond, oh, yes, you would reach pond. him at, at Sanction, S-A-N-X-I-O-N. Now, let's say you want to review us. You want to tell us how we're doing. Let's say you, you don't. Want to reach out. Let's say you don't. Yeah. I still want if it's you negative, to. If it's negative, you don't. You don't want to say anything. But if it's positive, you're going to want to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate us there because for some reason, there's some magic algorithm that pushes it up further and more people listen actually what's funny Always. what's funny about that algorithm is even if you have a bad review that helps us yeah it still gets our sure. gets more ten- any any news is good news so if you want to go out there and give us a, re- a good review we'd appreciate it if you want to give us a bad review feel free i'd prefer a good one but go ahead and slam us i don't care just put it in writing um that's right and then if you want to reach us by email, you're going to reach out to podcast at pixelguiden.com. And please feel free to leave information such as, um, I don't know, comments on the show, questions you have, topics you might want to see, your mother's maiden name, whatever. Place of, yeah. uh, of birth, social security number, just leave all that in yeah. there. Send us a Snapchat of your social security number. I don't even know what Snapchat is. I'm too old, but... Let's do. Let, let's let's go there. Let's let's Snapchat me your social security number. You can also go ahead and hop on Patreon and send us a few bucks each month if you enjoy this show. Hey guys, we want to make sure that we also thank all of our patrons. Um, and when we do that, we do that in a special way here on Pixel Guide In, where we go on the internet, use our random adjective generator to come up with a description for each of our patrons, and uh, announce them in a creative yet fun way. So this time we're going on a road trip. 
Ninja here. We're going on a road trip, man. We're gonna hop on the interstate, start cruising. We're not gonna stop until the horizon hits us. Who's going, you ask? Oh man, all the cool guys and gals are gonna be there. Starting with the grotesque Tim Drew and the massive Jim Tessier. Don't forget the blissful Henrik Lofel and the responsive Gary Heather. Aw oh man, we're gonna be cruising alongside the giddy Dustin Newell, the frivolous Matthew Ackerman, even the offbeat Daniel James is gonna be there, the incorrigible Josh Malone, and don't forget Eric Sandgreen, he's glaring. We're also bringing along the taboo David Vincent and the rectangular 10-minute Amiga Retrocast. Maybe a couple of cool dudes there you might not even know yet because they're brand new to the bus. The knowing David Modelak, the wiry Roy Fielding, and the brand new Vital Mr. Toast, and the amusing Team Gray all the way. <laughs> all right. Yay. Thank you so Thank you. much. Thank you so to much. our patrons. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for sending us a few bucks. Help keep the show uh, up and running. We love making it for you guys, but uh, we don't like paying for for webcasting space. Yep. Even though we've <laughs> we've looked at the balance sheets and we we do pay for a lot of it, <laughs> but we do appreciate that. But you're that help you guys doing are helping it. it. Yeah. So awesome. All right. Well, we're at the point in the show where we typically drink beer again and talk to each other some more. But we need to uh, go ahead and get our boy Tim Drew on the line, right? That's right. So um, let's go ahead and fast forward time real quick, and we'll be right back with Tim Drew. <gasps> Come on, Eric, help me out. <laughs> and just like that, we're back in real time with our boy Tim. How are you doing, bud? Good morning, guys, and good evening. How are you? Yeah, we're doing. Eric's rocking three nights of, or three hours of sleep, if I remember correctly. But I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. I need more beer, though. You know, you know yeah, what? <laughs> it's just that time of the show, Eric. Excellent. Um, we're going to start what cracking our... I know, right? Nice segue. Uh, we'll crack, crack those open. Guys. Yeah, well, Tim, what are you, you're, you're sipping on coffee again, right? Now yep. show us what you're drinking there. I've got my um, green mermaid Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> oh, that is American right there. That is <clears throat> Seattle. Um. So- just for all of our listeners, so what time is it there? So our, our time is at 10 o'clock exactly right now, 10 p.m. What time is it for you, Tim? 6 a.m. 6 a.m., which is why you're not having a beer with us. Correct. That is my dedication to the Pixel Garden podcast. Well, that was th- that's one reason. The other reason is you were, you were actually going to try to drink one with us, weren't you? I will do. Maybe, maybe I'll do that in a, in a bit. Well, there, there's one in particular, and I wanted to ask you about it because you, you uh, ended up drinking it i want to say yesterday yeah that's right yep yep so what did you did you pour out a beer already you poured out the one we talked about right Cody? oh i'm sorry yeah i'm just jumping ahead so um because i just poured it now too so right. you want me to explain this one sure go for it go for it so this is a local from a local brewery dreaming dog and this is the scottish sheltie oat stout they name all their beers after dogs and dog breeds the sheltie and and my my uh my label got kind of messed up in the in the uh yeah they're not the, they cooler they almost look like they print their own labels yeah they do print they their do. own yeah this is like an yeah. it's like a stout it is a stout so it is an oat stout 
Nice. Scottish Shelty Oat Stout. Yes. Scottish. Yeah. It's Scottish. 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 <laughs> yep. Do my best Sean Connery. <laughs> That's good. See, I like I feel like I'm there. <laughs> Just call um, me Bond, James Bond. Mm. <laughs> I, I was going to say another quote, but we wouldn't be family friendly. Um, <laughs> so this is a, a darker beer to cap off our night. Um, yep. From Dreaming Dog, which is an Elk Grove brewery. Yep. And, uh, well... You got cheers. You, cheers. Do you grab your coffee, Tim? Cheers, guys. All the best. Oh, and as, as, as we seem to say um, these days at the moment, stay safe, guys. Stay safe. All the best. Long life. Bobby and Don't forget to wash your hands. <laughs> I, I was thinking about putting my mask on before starting this recording here. So, so for the viewers, we're we're skyping here, uh, so we can see each other, which is probably for worse than for better. But. Um, <laughs> That'll come into play later. All right. So I wanted to talk to Tim about this real quick while we taste our beer. How did you like the sourdough, which you went ahead and tried? You got me that delicious sourdough ale. I loved it. It was my beer of the year last year. So you got yourself one, and you tried it. What did you think? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a little bit of a story. So um, last night, I was uh, um, Donna, my wife, she said, oh, do you want a beer? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she walked out to the kitchen, got a Good beer. Good wife. And I was just about to say, don't open the sourdough because I'm going to do that online with the guys. And um, no, she'd open the sourdough. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the beers, she picked that one. <laughs> so obviously I couldn't, you know, not open it and not drink it. So yeah, so uh, she she tried a bit and she was like, oh my God, this is disgusting. <laughs> So I thought, it can't be that bad. It can't be, like, pumpkin-spiced. No, that is a whole <laughs> different level. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's the first taste. It's sort of, like, it really it's zingy and, um, you know, really, really sour. Um, Punches you in the throat. Exactly. Um, but after, the, after you get over that initial shock, it's actually really, really good. So, uh, yeah, I'm on board with that one. It's oh, really yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that sourdough when we when we had it on air. I thought it was pretty good. I was surprised because yeah. yeah, it did have that taste, that bread. That, it did have a bready flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, the yeasty. Yeah, it's really and it's and even if you sort of like you let it settle a bit afterwards and you got that taste in your mouth and it sort of just intensifies that yeasty taste, that zingy yeasty taste. Really good. Really, cool. really good. I I'm glad that, that you enjoyed that. I'm always scared yeah, when I yeah. talk about how much I love something because I have weird tastes. So. <laughs> um we just are you uh, ready to rate this one yeah yeah i think so so i uh let, let's rate this out of since they're dog theme let's rate this 101 dalmatians out of 101 <laughs> dalmatians i love it okay i can do that um it's an oat stout tastes like an oat stout mm-hmm. um i don't think there's anything spectacular about it it's a solid oat stout Mm. See, this is one of my favorites, so be careful. <laughs> uh, I love this one. It's I just took another. Chocolate. I took another sip, and now it's amazing. It's blowing my mind, Eric. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> it's blowing my mind up. It's got some, it's got one flavor in there that's um, a little more unique. Um, it's love, and that flavor is it's, love. It's love <laughs> and oats. Is, is there a song about <laughs> love and oats? <laughs> It's a horse beer, Eric. It's a horse beer. Hang on. L- Love and Oats, aren't, aren't they playing uh, next week live? <laughs> At the Fillmore. Oh, no, may- maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm a man eater. On, on Skype. Love and Oats. 
All right, out of 101 Dalmatians, I'm going to give this a 78. It's a wow. solid B or a C C plus for me. Yep. Yeah. I, th- That's good. I think I'd give it an I think I'm gonna give it an eighty nine. Alright. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's really good. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Good right stuff. On. All right. So guys, I've been wanting to do this for a while and it's never worked out because we never had enough time. You guys can't hear when I play sound effects in the background, there's sound effects. So you have to use your imagination with me. Um, okay. I'm limbering up for this. You better, because it's time for a game show. All right, heart-pumping music is happening in the background, guys. I have a number of questions here, and we're going to do this on the honor system. I'm going to have you guys make up your mind what your answer is going to be, and then when I ask for your your answers, obviously you can't change them because somebody else said something else. So, honor system. Okay. Do we agree? Boy Scout honor? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to need you to swear. <laughs> All right. The first few questions are my favorite. Ridiculous Switch game names. Two of these games are real Switch games. One of them is a fake. Can you spot the fake? Question number one. I'm going to let Tim go first. And then, and then, well, make up your minds, and then Tim goes first, and then Eric. Okay. Is it Penguin Panic, Fight of Animals, or Battle Sloths? Which one of those is not a real Nintendo Switch game? Available on the eShop now. Uh, C, Battle Sloths. Alright, Eric. I picked Fight of Animals, and I wrote it down just so you would know I didn't cheat. (laughs) I need to see your paper. Yep, that is actual handwriting. Fight of Animals. Okay. And for both you guys, you can't hear it, but you guys both got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) How did we we do that? Uh, Skills. Though it is a tie, Penguin Panic is a fake game, Fight of Animals is a game, and Battle Sloths is a game you can go buy today. Enjoy those. (laughs) Alright, round number two. Same thing. The games are Baba is You, Dude, Stop, or Get Outta Town. Two games are real. Tim's going first. Okay. Uh, get out of town. Get out of town. Eric. I'm going to pick Dude Stop. Dude Stop is a real game, but Get Out of Town is not. That is the fake. One yes. point for Tim. <laughs> well done, Tim. Well played. Really, really well impressive. Played. Really impressive. Taking a leg up here. All right, we're going to switch it around. Now Eric's going to guess first. Same question, different names. Is it Ski Sniper? Incarceration <laughs> or stab, 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 exclamation point. I'm going to pick stab, stab, stab. Stab, stab, stab. Tim. I'll go for uh, the second one. Incarceration. Incarceration. In- in- I love that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you love it because I made it up. Yes. <laughs> so, Eric. Yeah, I'm Stab 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 is a real game on the Nintendo Switch for purchase. You were wrong. Alright, yeah. Tim's got two. I think Incarceration should be a game. Alright. So we're switching it up here. I've got these lame cards I got like for Christmas from somebody who's like, you like games, right? I'm gonna get you Geek Gamer Trivia. So, that, and I look- so you say they they're lame cards, are they? Well they're they're trivia cards. 
and I so went it wasn't through the Eric's in- present then. <laughs> I don't. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Um, there's a hundred trivia questions in here. I found six that are worth asking you guys. All right, we're not going through all six though. We're gonna we'll, we'll grab three here. So let's see which one do I want to go with. <clears throat> this is very retro. And keep it name in your head. Who created a tennis game called Chase on his brown box years before the release of Pong? Is there a legit question? Can you read it again? Who created a tennis game, that's in quotes, called Chase on his brown box years before the release of Pong? This is a harder one. All right, that's all right. That's all right. Ralph Bear. All right. We went went deep for uh, retro history there. That's a Bay Area stuff. That was a bear of a question. A ba- oh, hell, a Ralph <laughs> Bear of a question. Um, in the game Mortal Kombat, all right, we got that one. What phrase is heard when Scorpion uses his spear? I got, I mean, I have it in my head. Do you know what you're going to pick, Tim? So what Tim? do we do? Who's going to say? Uh, you go, Eric. Get over here! Is that what you had, Tim? No, I didn't know that. All right, Eric's got a point back. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and... That's an air horn right now for Eric. All right, no, one excellent. to two, one to two. Although, here's the best part about it. If you read this, the question is actually yeah. what phrase is heard when Scropion, Scropion. <laughs> uses his spear. So, great, Scropion, you did well. This his, one, his quote is, that's a Bobby Dazzler. That's a Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> that's a Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> what name was given to the PlayStation 2 CPU? I knew this one. Let me think. If you guys don't know it, I can uh, give you a small hint. No, I think I know it. I think I, I know need, it. I need the hint. All right, uh, let's, Eric, let's, let's hear if you got it. The emotion chip. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to give it to you. The emotion engine. But the fact emotion that he came engine. up with the emotion thing, come on, that's pretty good. All right, it's tied two nice to two. One, Eric. <laughs> two well to done. two. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. So it comes down to this tiebreaker. Couldn't this could we? <laughs> <laughs> I have a tiebreaker prepared just for you guys. Go, okay. Go, go. And uh, I'm gonna put this all on Tim. It's all on you. It's a, t- it's a yes or no. Well, not a, it's, it's a A or B question. It's very simple. The question is simply. Sporty Spice or Posh Spice? <laughs> uh, sporty. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Tim. You lost. The correct answer is Posh Spice. Eric, you won. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well I, done. I, I, I strongly disagree with that. <laughs> well, that's the answer. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, got, I got to be honest with you. Sitting here, I, I can't even picture either one in my head. Oh, I can. <laughs> I really can't. Can really, I don't. I, t- Tim can I mean, picture I remember, sporty. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't picture it. Oh, yeah. good gracious. All right. Well, I'm going to hop right on here to... Where's my button? Where's my button? Catching up. Catching up with Eric and Cody. Name the song, Tim. Or not the song, the game. Not a clue. Oh, really? You don't remember the catching up? I can remember that, but I can't remember what it's from. Oh, cannon fodder. 
Cannonfodder. Cannonfodder. I guess I had the first topic this time. Although it's kind of Eric and I. So just quick catch up. I finished uh, Quest of Gilgamesh. It was fun all the way through. Which is a Nintendo Switch game. uh, Card-based RPG battling game. Talked about. I never episodes. finished it, but I I did like it. I did enjoy it. Yep. Now it, it was about twenty hours, um, but it was a good pick up and play and put down and play something else later kind of game. I recommend it. And then Eric, you and I both picked up this one. Um, yeah. I've been wanting this to come out on the Switch for a while, and it came out, and that is Jamestown Plus. What do you think about that? I love the game. I have to admit, I, I bought it. I played it for about, yes, two hours, as we discussed in my last... That's about my going rate. Um, I played... I, I beat the first two levels on it, and then I moved on to another game. So I do want to go back to it. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a shmup. Really cool, like, that. fantasy slash steampunk slash historical alternate fiction shmup. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh really cool game uh but yeah what's cool about it is it's kind of modern in the fact that even though it's a really good shmup feels kind of like a cave shmup almost almost like yeah. a uh, don dodon patchy or something mm-hmm. um but it has levels that as you beat them you move on to the next level but it kind of saves your progress and then after you beat them all on easy you get points and you can upgrade your ship and add things and go back and beat them on medium and then beat them on hardened and then other levels unlock and then all said and done i think there's a total of seven levels so um, you have to basically beat all the levels on, I believe, hard in order to beat the game. Okay. So I did, I did get to that point, but then there's still like super hard and then like double hard or whatever. So I did not, I didn't go to the upper tier, but really fun game. And it was on sale for, for eight bucks. So I think that's what I bought it for too. Yeah. That's a great game. I'm going to go back to it. It's one of those games. I think I'll just play in between playing other larger games. I always try to have some of those in my queue, if you will. Did you also know that Jamestown is an historic site in East Virginia? Historic Jamestown is home to the ruins of the first permanent English settlement in North America. That's why you're on That's the show, I got Tim. when I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I wasn't going to even call you out. I was just going to let you be right. Um, <laughs> and it's, in, in, it's a colony of Virginia, apparently. Yeah. Um, I have heard of it, but um, I didn't know all the details. But I know it was involved in the uh, Civil War, and I think they riff on that a little bit in the uh, in the storyline. Um, I guess the Amigos guys would know all about Jamestown. Maybe, yeah, it's probably they're in that neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. So the next thing I have on the list is this: this game has taken more of my time than any game so far during Pandemic Twenty Twenty. Pandemic Twenty Twenty. Um, so I grabbed this game. This is Yee's Lacrimosa of Dana. <laughs> sure. See that? So the one thing I wanted to show you guys. So first of all, this game, I think I have about 15 or 20 hours sunk into this game so far. And it is awesome. It is an amazing game. I love it. But I did want to show you guys this because it's pretty rare for um, Switch games. It has feelies. Feelies! Mm-hmm. And I even bought it used. So it has... Um, in here, it has a poster, which I won't unravel, but it has a poster of the of the map. Um, but it also has trading cards, which are unopened. Eric, and I thought about... Are you going to leave them in the I packaging? Thought about, <laughs> I thought about... No, since I'm not a collector, I was going to open it on, 
on air, like if we had done the podcast together, but I'd rather do it live. So I'm not going to open it right now, but I have no... Why are they scratch and I'm... sniff? Yeah. <laughs> they are. That's pretty cool. So anyway, That's I, just, a... I, I, I hadn't gotten a Switch game that, didn't, that had feelies in a regular box. I mean, you can buy the tin boxes or the... Yeah, for like a hundred bucks, the... a special edition. Yeah. So if that's, one, a use, if that's a used one, have they claimed the um, the coins for the game? Yes, they did. And <sighs> Cody and I kind of, we dove into that early on. Like, I didn't understand because they're not serialized, the games, but they must be. Because some of the used games I've got, I've gotten the coins and some I haven't. I've also bought brand new games that when I tried to get the coins, they said, nope, it's past the the period where you can redeem these. I'm like, what? So... So, so we'll be talking later about um, Smash Bros because I got that for my birthday, and I went to redeem the coins. Boom! Nope, said expiration. It, it said wow. they, they expired. Gar- so that's a happy birthday to me. That's garbage. <laughs> Coinless birthday. <laughs> so anyway, this Yee's game is amazing. I, I this is the first one in the series that I've played any significant time. Um. And I love it. It's an amazing game. It's 3D RPG, action RPG, though. So during the battle scenes, you're actually doing something instead of just picking from a menu. Um, I love it. So great game. Cool. Yeah, and I, I love those games. These games are great. I've spent more hours on this game so far than any other game on the Switch. So On the what, Switch, period? Animal Crossing. On the Switch, period, yeah. Even Animal Crossing. Wow. <laughs> Even Animal Crossing, which just came out. What are you saying, Tim? we'll get there but first hey did you guys know that i played some fantasy zone (laughs) didn't we (laughs) (laughs) that's your fault tim what did you do (laughs) (laughs) well i was just sat there thinking what what can we all play what can we all play it's like oh yeah fantasy zone that's a good one especially especially for vicky because she was going to have that on a pc engine so yeah i mean you you uh I know it's out of order. Maybe you can explain that real quick because you mentioned uh, her first and foremost, which made sense. So, uh, Pixel Vixen, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Vicky Pixel Vixen. She's over in Japan now. So, um, on her on her travels, and the, about the only thing that she could actually fit in a suitcase was the PC engine. So she took that over there with her. Um, got that all set up. Uh, it's not a bad system to take with you because it is pretty small and portable, and it's got great games in it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's, uh, she's doing good at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I thought, yeah, fantasy zone, that's going to, that's going to be a good one to play. And uh, there's so many different versions of it. Cause it's like the master system, mega drive, um, PC engine. It's, uh, I think it's even on, is it on the, uh, the sharp, the X6800 as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. But it got um, a ton yeah, of ports. Yeah, PC Engine is a mad version. It's really, really good. And it's super difficult as well. Except for when you have a turbo button. Yeah, don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, when I, when I started playing that, I was using my little handheld um, RetroFlag device. And I thought, oh, this will be a cool. I'll be able to carry it around. And I was getting really bad scores. And I was ashamed because I was seeing your guys' score. And I was like, man, I'm getting my butt whooped. And then I said, oh, I'm going to pull out my real PC Engine. And I did. And the turbo buttons make all the difference. I mean, yeah. they really do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I played it with the turbo button and felt like I was cheating. So I don't know if it's officially cheating or not because I guess some PC engines, the early ones, have no have no turbo button on them. But it's an yeah. official controller, so I don't consider it cheating at all. 
Do you, Tim? <laughs> Let's ask no, somebody who no. didn't have one. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's it's legit because we use auto fire in games so much, don't we? So it's, that's that's just the way of things. It just happens that I don't have one. Now, Damn have it. you have you seen Fantasy Zone with Turbo Fire on? I have not. Okay, it, it doesn't just do the firing for you. It fires like three times as fast. Does it? Yeah. Like it's a constant just, stream of bullets. You can I mean, you can fly. It's not even close. Vertic- yeah, you can fly vertically while holding the fire button, and it just wipes out all the enemies on the screen. So, it yeah, it, it's 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 way easier with the turbo fire button because I played it without it, and it's much much harder. Let me. Yeah. I'm trying to see yeah. if I can find a um. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> trying to see if I, I can I find a. I didn't get past the uh, the level two boss. Okay. When I when I played, I, I got up each time. I got pretty much up to the level two boss, but didn't didn't get through on that. Gotcha. Now, now to be fair, I did try to play it once without the turbo, and I did get to I think level four, but I got my score was literally about halved when I played without the turbo. Yeah, yeah. Because I think um, um, what what was your highest score without turbo? Well, I, I eventually got to the point where I I wanted to just try to beat the game with yeah. turbo. Yeah. And so with let me see, I'm, I'm trying to pull up my phone here with turbo. I think it was, was it about seventy eight, or was that Vicky's score? Um, no, without turbo, I think I got to just around 90. Oh, right. Um, but with turbo, I mean, it, I mean, honestly, turbo makes it so much easier. Let me, let me find my score here. Yeah. With so turbo, I, it's like you'd clock the scoreboard. <laughs> I, I died on the last boss boss with, yeah, 312,700. Hmm. So yeah, way more than like four times the, the score, but anyways, that's just so what I, do we think of the game then? I loved that game. I've played it before in the past. I just never gave it a fair shake. Um, same here. I played it in the past. I know I've played it a couple times in the past, but same exact thing as Cody saying. I played it, but I never really sunk my teeth into it like I did this time. Now that that game has a ton of memories for me because it's one of the games that we used to run in the the shop that I used to work in on the Master System, um, and we'd not seen it on any other systems before. And uh, yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. And it's one one game I don't actually own for the Master System. I need need to sort that out. <laughs> but you know, you, yeah, yeah, I can. I know I can emulate I should try it, it. that sort of stuff. But it's, I it's a really good version on the Master System. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Huh. We were yeah, just talking about game. the uh, the PC Engine Mini and oh, yeah. how they actually have. Uh, it turns out they have that game, but also if you press a secret combination of buttons, it unleashes the full arcade version of the game too. Wow. They've got some hidden ones in there. Yeah, kind of cool. That is cool. Have you ever played Fantasy yeah. Zone 2? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've, I haven't I've either. Got, I'm, I'm going to check that I've out and see if that's any good. I've got Super Fantasy Zone on the on the Genesis Mega, Mega Drive. I've got the original of that. but um, I think that's a bit slightly enhanced, isn't it? I think is on it, the, is it Super? On the Mega Drive. Super. super er. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um... Moving on from that, I just this is random, but have you guys seen a game on the Switch that came out called Willy Jetman? I, I've seen it on the shop, but um, yeah. I've, I've kind of like, what is that all about? <laughs> yeah, that's I saw it. Same here. I saw it in the shop, but I don't know what it's about. It's, oh, well, I don't either. It's, it's on sale, but it looks like Jetpack, but with like multiple levels and stuff, which looks really cool and also looks like the... Um, uh, the Baggers in Space game, which is a game coming out for the Spectrum Next that I'm still hoping to get, by the way. 
Well, the, um, um, the accelerated versions are all shipping over here now. A lot of people have got them, so I can't see this going to be too far away for you now. I've said that for three months. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, like, proper, I don't, I don't think it's going to be too far now. Tim would know he's so. always shipping stuff. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to play that thing. But uh, Willie Jetman looks like a cool... Um, it's it's at ten bucks on sale right now, so I'm still kind of hesitant without knowing too much about it. Um, not a lot of reviews or anything yet, but it looks cool. The screenshots I saw look like. Uh, have you played Tim? Have you played Exelon? Because I know there's a ZX Spectrum and a C64 version of Exelon. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It looked a little bit like that game, which I actually really love that game. Oh so, yeah, no, it, yeah, you're right. It is very sort of like blaggers in space, isn't it? it? Looks looks very much like just looking at the PS4 version. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. That looks really cool, actually. It's like jetpack, but with a uh, flip screen levels. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Excited oh, well, about I, that I, one. I, I, so I, I can see. Yeah, so essentially, it's kind of like a cross between Jet Set Willy and Jetpack. So yeah, yeah. I can see where they're getting that. Yeah, without cool. the uh, angry wife level. <laughs> um good old maria <laughs> uh can you play that you have to show me how to get past that game man i cannot get past like three screens in that game i hear it's a classic or whatever but i don't know what to do with it what jet set willy the original one yeah yeah that that game's bugged <laughs> seriously, no seriously it is if you if you load it up you can't complete it without um putting some pokes in because some of the rooms were were bugged um, well, I can't oh, get wow. past like three levels or three yeah, rooms. You can, you, can, you can normally get in sort of like 15, 20 screens or something like that without too many problems. But um, yeah, there's some, I, I think it was the Banyan tree. I think it is. Once you go in there, um, then that triggers off a bug in the game and you can just never complete it. <laughs> You've got to put some pokes in. That was that was probably the most poked game of all time. There was it had to level be. designers for it, and oh, it's just absolutely crazy um, the amount of uh, hacking that game got back back in the day. Yeah, that's funny because even uh, over here, the NES, a lot of the not a lot, but some games for the NES were unbeatable as they were, and you couldn't really poke and peek. <laughs> it was on a cartridge. Yeah. It was you bought it. It was hardware. Yeah, um, you just tell the game the cartridge or threw it against the wall, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Eric and I got a chance to play some uh, some Killer Queen with Doug, a 10-minute Amiga Retrocast. Yeah. Oh, that nice. was a blast. Yeah, yeah and uh, you were sleeping, probably. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> so we need to find a, get to, a time to get together and play some stuff. But we had a great time. We played for, I think, two or three hours, and... Um, Learned that even if people don't have a microphone, they can still hear what you're saying, which is fun. Really? <laughs> how, how does that work? <laughs> we were playing and, you know, it just assigns the three of us with another random player because it's four player teams. Yeah. So we were just talking and saying things as if no one could hear us. And then all of a sudden somebody talked up. They're like, yeah, we have mics. We can hear you. <laughs> so is, is there like a microphone on the joypad or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, they couldn't they couldn't talk they could hear us but then someone who also had a headset was able to, to talk back and let us know yeah no you're, everyone can hear if anyone says anything on the team chat everyone can hear it oh, um, right. okay. yeah but i mean the whole point of the game is to talk and to organize yeah. your battle and it, it's it really is fun 
even though we're advertise for pixel guide yeah every time we see a new, a new person pop on <laughs> eric goes have you guys heard of pixel guide in <laughs> <laughs> that's true we've true gotten story. zero new listeners from that but we're not we're you know <laughs> one of these days it's gonna help um but I did get a copy of Mario Kart 8 from Doug, who had an extra copy laying around. He, he yes. sold it to me for a song, which means the four of us should play some Mario Kart, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. Who uh, who put Pixel Gaiden Grand Prix 1? That's me. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> yeah. We, we, should, we should have a, have a Pixel Gaiden Grand Prix. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, we have, I've been playing a bunch with my, my... I bought it basically for my girls, so my, because we're all locked in this house. My wife will actually play that game. It's a video game she'll play. And yeah, so the four of us can, can play. Yeah, it's one of those games that everyone wants to play. So Danica, Danica is absolutely brilliant at it. She's getting really, really good at it. She's doing like power drifts and boosts and all that stuff. She's getting there with it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've worked out some of the better cars as well to use and the, the combinations. So the cars do do uh, they have different specs even though it doesn't list them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so some of them you get better turbo power out of, some of them you get better drifting. Uh, the wheels and the tires make a big difference as well. Oh, really? Uh, so okay. There's a, there's there's a golden combination that you can get which will give you sort of like the the best kart and the trade off with the turbo, but also the the best one for drifting. So I, I enjoy racing that game, but we have we laugh the absolute most when we're doing the um the the crown the like shining star that you try to hold the star for twenty seconds yeah yeah battles yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> it's hilarious it's nuts. it's nuts isn't it and then there's the balloon one as well I've seen Danica play that one a lot um, I haven't I haven't done a lot of the co-op stuff on there with her but um yeah we we normally sort of like sit down and have a few races it's great fun. That's awesome. It it reminds me of back when we were kids playing on you know multiplayer games, and uh, it brings back the things you don't really ma- remember, but namely everyone fighting over the good controllers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out who gets the uh, the nice eight bit dough pad, who has to split one of the tiny Joy Cons, and the other person gets the wired one. But yeah. whoever got the, has the wired one sits on the left hand side because that's where the wire is closest to the the system. <laughs> It's a whole uh, chess match trying to figure out who gets what. Yeah, well, Dan- Danica got um, a Legend of Zelda controller for Christmas, and um, she's been using that. But now she just wants to use my Pro controller all the time. So it's like, I'm sorry, Daddy, you get that one. I've got <laughs> to have this one. <laughs> like a good Cheers. dad, you accept Thanks. it <laughs> <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> I think you have the Legend of Zelda controller, don't you, Cody? I have a the one of the twenty dollar wired ones. It's not great. It looks cool. Um, yeah. Here, let me let me grab it. See, this is the wired one though, so I don't know if you'll be able it'll be able to reach over here. But uh, you got no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, see that. yeah. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got a little yeah. logo. And it looks cool, but. Uh, every once in a yeah, while, this- the the Joy-Con or the stick will drift, and you have to like shake it around. That's it. Yeah, it's we get, get that on the, on uh, on her one as well. It's driving me nuts with um, Animal Crossing, it's sort of like drifting all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. Next on the list, I finally got a GoTech. Well, I shouldn't say finally. I got a GoTech in the A twelve hundred that Eric sold me. Um, 
But when I got it, the reason I want to bring it to everyone's attention is I got it with this cool rotary external encoder device. Can they you see cool, this? Yeah. I love this yep. thing. I do I do like that <laughs> the little knob. So it uh it's a little kit where you feed the wires through the the heat vent holes on the top. And then it's this little trapezoid that kind of matches kind of matches the style of the Amiga there. And allows you to <laughs> I'm looking at Tim. Yes. I'm looking at Tim's setup over here. It's um yeah, there's a rotary. I see it. I see it. Yeah. That's in that's in the ST. That's the one I did for the uh, I used for the reviews on um <laughs> Nice, nice. So anyways, it's just a sleek cool little and now the LE uh, OLED dis- display is on the outside so i don't have to like bend my neck and look at the side and try to hit little buttons on the side it's just right here so trying to trick out my a my a1200 and then um uh i'm gonna keep my 600 that tim helped me out with and my 1200 so i'll have an ecs and an aga and i'm probably gonna get rid of that 500 huge beast that started me off on this whole thing just because it's large and i have my 600 i don't need it anymore yeah, if you've got the 600 and 1200, the 500 is kind of like surplus to requirements, isn't it? Yeah, and I have the 2000 now, too, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which is a whole other thing. And that's that a beast. huge desktop. Yeah, it's it's over there. Um, anyway, it's just that much closer to my perfect Amiga solution here. Have you got the... Have you got SD in there as well? SD? Uh, sorry, the CF card in there as well. Yeah, Eric hooked me up. It's uh, it's got yep. that in here. Yep. There's just a list of some Switch games I bought during this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic. The pandemic. And I think I know Cody. You've got one of these you recommended to me, so I know you have that one. Uh, but I'll just list these off real quick. I got uh, Animal Crossing, which I know you, Tim, you've got an Animal Crossing, right? Ding. And. Uh, Vasara Vasara collection. That is one that is a shmup. That's one Cody recommended to me. Vasara is um, a yeah a vertical shoot, uh, shooter. Yeah, so when they and say those that's are a originally yeah, it's Go a collection. On. So there's two versions of it. Um, weren't those originally arcade games? Yeah, well, actually, it's three. Yeah, the, the first one and the second one were three. are the arcade games, and they play in Tate mode, which is why I love any game that goes to Tate mode, so we can use our flip grip. But then also yeah. has a whole new uh, Switch version, which is set for the wide the widescreen, so it'd be landscape. Yeah, I, and I saw that, and the graphics are kind of enhanced on those too, so they they look really great. Jamestown Plus, which we've talked about, which is the shmup we just talked about. Um, I Zombie, which is, that is tower a game defense? I had in my. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that a tower defense game? I Zombie, no. It's more like a. Um, God, it's hard to explain. It's like a. It's like a. It, it. The funny thing is, it's like a puzzle game. So it's not one you would think I'd like a lot, but it. It. You. You basically are trying to go from one part of the screen to the other part and get through it and there are guards walking back and forth and okay. your goal is to convert them into zombies. So anything you get to before they shoot and kill you, you convert into a zombie. Um, it, it, it's an okay game. I mean, it's a puzzle game at its heart. So it's not, it's one I had on my wish list for a long time, but um, once I got it, I was kind of a little, it'd make a good Pico eight game. Yeah. I think it would make a great Pico eight game. 
Another one is Trials Rising. There's a guy that I follow on Twitter um, who yeah. plays Trials games all the time, and they always look really cool. Yep. So I decided to grab one on the Switch, and um, I, I it's it's a fun game to play. I really enjoy playing. I got stuck on a level, so I left it to go do something <laughs> else. But it's a pretty it's a fun game. Have you done the Trials games? I've I played Cody? it. Yeah, when we first started the podcast, I was playing a bunch of it. Uh, that exact game on PlayStation Four. Oh, okay. Um, and I was watching Tim, those play... same videos. Yeah. Tim, did you ever play the Trials games? Like with I the motorcycles? Um, oh, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're pretty simple. I mean, I, I, they're not easy games, but they're pretty simple in their premise. You basically oh, are right. just riding motorcycles on a really a two, I mean, 2D it's a plane. 3D game, but it's a two-dimensional plane. Um, and you, there's physics involved in the, in riding the motorcycle and you have to go through ramps and, and jump over certain things and get to try to get to the end in a certain amount of time. And you get a gold or a silver medal. Um, or you just try to it, go off the biggest jump you can and crash really hard and laugh about it over and over and over again, which is what I do. Yeah, pretty much. So it's basically, it's an up-to-date version of Kickstart. Yep, Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, except there's physics. There's like they've they've fine tuned the physics on it. So, um, you mean kick, then, Kickstart got, didn't have exact physics? No, not quite. No, not quite. It was like <laughs> just That's a good off. sound effect. <laughs> I'm gonna capture that one for the next show, so I can play that when I need it. The Commodore 64 couldn't do the maths. See how I added, oh, the I added, so the, I added the S at the end no, for Tim. So that. Uh, for all the things, the math. For all the things that people in the UK do correctly, like metric system, uh, that is the worst thing. There's no S at the end of math. That is the weirdest thing to me. I can't handle that one. Maths. It's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's one math. <laughs> and it's interesting because I speak English as is. Or yeah, what, what other what other subjects can I put in there? Let's do the okay, geometries so is. How do you say Worcester, Worcestershire? <laughs> kind of like you it's say Worcester. Alan- <laughs> Worc- I, actually, I don't, no one knows how to say that correctly. <laughs> no, we never say right. sauce. Sauce. <laughs> And aluminum. <laughs> oh, that's, just I, I actually, that's just wrong. I, I actually really, <laughs> really like how... I love how, like, like uh, aluminum. British, you aluminum. It's aluminum. How do you pronounce it? Alum- aluminum foil. Aluminium. See, that's so much better. It's so regal. See, I, I don't disagree <laughs> with that one. Just maths. Maths doesn't work for me. All <laughs> maths right. is weird. So the next one on my list is Hotline Miami Collection. Um, I, I had the first Hotline Miami on Steam, and I loved it. I beat that game on Steam. Uh, but I never played the second one just because I, I never downloaded it, never played it. But have you have you guys played hot, played Hotline Miami at all? No, no you guys have mentioned it. it quite a bit, but um, it's not one I've got round to getting yet. It's, it's one of those. It, it is an ultra violent game, so you probably don't want to play it around the kids too much. But um, it ultra violent neon it, pixels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's fun. I mean, it's based in the eighties, and uh, it's it, kind of got the ape out it, vibe. That kind of a uh, High energy, quick paced, violent. It's a quick paced game, but you get different weapons and you can throw weapons and you can shoot. But 
the enemies are are relentless. So it's one of those games you're going to die a lot trying to figure out how to get through a level. But once you figure it out, you get through it, and it's very satisfying. I actually I own it on Steam, but my problem there was I didn't at that point have a, a controller plugged in, so trying to play it with the keyboard and mouse just felt weird. So I'd like to get a console version of it, or or get a joystick plugged in. The way I beat it was with a keyboard and mouse Ugh. on Steam. See, that killed me. That kills me. Yeah, but on on the Switch, I'm playing through it now with a Joy-Con, and I'm already about halfway through the the first one. I feel like that game needs um, a, a a controller. Yeah. And then the last one is Enter the Gungeon, which um, I know that you bought recently, right, Cody? Yeah, I picked it up on the sale, too. And yeah, it's a it's it's going to be something I'd start really digging my teeth into soon here. I played about an hour of it so far, but... Yeah, it's it's actually surprisingly not easy. I mean, I, I've, I'm, I've, I've played maybe three hours on it, and I've, I haven't gotten out of the first dungeon yet. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I've, I've gotten past the first boss, and I think I got to the second boss, but it's one of those games where as you go, you kind of power up a little bit, and you get better and better every time you play it. Not only do you yeah. get more skilled, but you kind of get power-ups and stuff. And... But well, Tim's just waiting for you guys to get to Animal Crossing, which is the next one you have on here. So <laughs> you guys you guys both played that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm sure I'd get stuck in it if I played it. But I see it, and I have no interest whatsoever. So why why is this such a, a great game to waste then? your time on? Yeah, but it's perfect at the moment because if you have got some time, you've got some time to waste occasionally, and it's just one of those games. It's just zero stress. Doesn't involve a huge amount of thought. I just see you uh, fishing nope, a bunch. No, there's no time limits. There's yeah. tons of stuff to do in it. Yeah, um, there's crafting. Um, it's, I think, I think it's a great game. Now I, this is the first one I've spent any significant time playing. I don't know if you've played any of the past ones, Tim, but I haven't. I I played the GameCube one quite a bit, but that was many, many moons ago. Okay. I didn't even play that. I loaded it up, but I never really played it. Uh, my daughter really wanted to check this one out, which is really why I bought it. Um, and it was the beginning of pandemic 2020. So I decided So I decided to download it. I didn't buy it physical. I downloaded it. And um, her and I are playing in the same world. And I don't like how it handles that because she didn't, she wanted to create her own world, but she yeah. has to share. You can only have one world. One, one island, one island per, per switch. Yeah. Per switch, which I think is lame. I yeah, really do. But. I do. I do as well. Nintendo. Basically, because she just runs across and just nicks all of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo does a really good job uh, of making. Got this. Daddy's got that. I'm having that. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo make, does a really good job making really good user friendly games and then just breaking one part of it so bad that you're like, why can't they just do that? Like, um,. I'm trying to think of the example that we had before, but like just like the online support on their Switch. It's not hard. It shouldn't be that hard. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest complaint about the Switch is the, I mean, you can, you can just, you can see how Microsoft and Sony do theirs. So copy that, do that, do it right. Yeah, but they and just they need don't. to do something different for different sake, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand. I mean, there's a simple, you can have a, a console lobby where people meet and then go play a game. They don't even have that. It's so yeah. simple. Yep. And they don't have integrated voice over IP. You have to download some app on your phone. But <laughs> who, how many kids have phones? I mean, not all of them. No. Um, it's just, it, 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 
to me, that's the real sore spot of, of the switch. It's complete, but not complete. Isn't it? The switch is there's, there's just those few tiny little things that are, that just need to round the edge off on the next version when they do it. But that's why I yep. love so, killer queen black so much because they've built it into their software. So it's, and that's what you have to do. It's really easy. If you're a developer, to, yeah. you have to build everything in voice over IP, um, lobby system, game selection. Um, you have to do all that. If, if you want to have a game on switch, you have to build, bake that all in there. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, Tim, what are your, um, thoughts on the new animal crossing? I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, it's it, like I say, it's just one of those games that you can just spend ages on. Um, and you, you can pick it up. You can go in for five minutes and just, you know, check your Island and go and get your daily allotted nook miles from, uh, from Tom Nook. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen you um, on there. There's no way you spent just five minutes checking anything. <laughs> no, no well, very occasionally to, to be honest, yesterday, I didn't even really get a chance to play on it. Um, it's the fir- first time since pandemic 2020 pandemic started. 2020! <laughs> <laughs> Cause uh, literally I got that on the, uh, the Friday before they sort of like closed everything off. So I was really lucky. I went into, um, gamers. We have it over here and uh, that was the day of release. So I literally just got it in the shop and, uh, brought it home. We couldn't, couldn't use it for a few days cause, um, Donna said, uh, that's my wife. She said, I'll oh, just give it to me for my birthday. Um, so that's, that's what we did. So kept it for a few days. Um, and then, yeah, we've just been playing it ever since. Such self-restraint. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. And, and Donna's, Donna's even playing it as well. You know, she's got her own character on there. So oh, she's, that's awesome. she's, so, yeah, see, yeah. my son does too, but he, he, he played it for like 30 minutes and then, he never played it again. So he has a tent and while we have houses, That's he it, still yeah. has his tent sitting there with the mailbox blinking. Cause he's got mail <laughs> queuing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you know, the funny thing is if ha- had I known you could only build one Island, I would have let my daughter build her Island and yeah. then I would have just been a participant in her Island. But I started the game, so I built the island, and then she comes in, and she's, she's got to live in my world, I Was guess. It, so. Were you the one that named your world Commodore 64? <laughs> I named it Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> my world is named Commodore. Yeah. Ours is yeah. Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow. Oh, how cute. And that, that, was, that was definitely a Danica name. <laughs> Don't pawn it off on her. I know this is not a board game show, but have you guys played this one? Yes. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> can't, get, I, can't get my family to play a game of Pandemic with me. I wonder why. <laughs> we have it, and we've played it twice, and we've lost twice. And it's a cooperative game. Yeah. So, like, you play against the game. And I've we've look the, the at, two times virus. we've played it. Yeah, it looks like coronavirus. Yeah, it really does. Well, at least what we always see on the internet. I don't know what coronavirus right. actually looks like, but... So right. Cody, you have sold a ton of stuff. Yeah, Tell I, just, me I sold a bunch of stuff. I, I, I have, I have like eighty NES games that I'm selling just because they're just sitting here on the shelf. I use my EverDrive, so I'm gonna keep. I, you know, I keep talking about this. I'm gonna pare it down so I only have like ten essential games for each system just to have them. Uh, unless yep. there's a reason to collect them, like the Intellivision, we have the boxes and the manuals and the overlays, and I like that. NES games are all just the same gray cart with a different label on them. Um, so I blame you for that, Eric, that I'm just selling those off. But what it's allowing me to do is buy more beautiful microcomputers and other consoles so and have places to put them because I am running very low on places at the moment. 
So that is all. I, I'm selling a lot of Super Nintendo, um, NES. Even though they don't take up a lot of, of, of room, I've actually selling a lot of my Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games too. Because same thing, they're just these little tiny carts that mean nothing, uh, except for the boxed ones. I want to keep two or three of the boxed ones. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Are you willing to share your eBay alias in case people want to check out your auctions? No, you shall never okay. know. That's fair. Never. Privacy is important. <laughs> I shall remain anonymous. <laughs> you will not know where they where this material comes from. Uh, no, there's. I mean, everything's selling just fine. So I, there's. Okay, I sell okay. stuff for my for my wife on there and things, and um, she just sold a dress. Hmm. Oh no! There you go. Masks. Pandemic masks. I I tried to sell my own and it did not work out well. So no, that's I can't go into business doing that anytime soon. My wife made a couple and they came out pretty well. Yeah, well, she probably pretty tried to. Well. She, she probably tried to sew with a sewing machine. I used a stapler and my stapler is too weak. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't use a pixel guide and t-shirt and some rubber bands. Mm, ooh, that's not a bad idea though. Make a pixel guide and mask, huh? Huh? My daughter and I made some out of bandanas and rubber bands, and they worked out pretty well. <gasps> Guys, we, we, we order a whole bunch of Pixel Guide and masks and start leaving those in the uh, GameStops and gamers around with uh, our information on the show, you know? Yeah. This mask it's brought to you by Pixel Guide. Um, Eric, tell me about your, your revival. I have a Pico 8 revival, and uh, we talked a little bit about this on last episodes, but... Um, it was after we recorded that I actually received the parts. So I've been doing a lot of Pico 8 stuff on the this thing, the Retro Flag GPI case, which is a portable system. Looks like a Game Boy. And I basically installed Pico 8 on there, so I'm playing a bunch of games on here. But this little D-pad that's on here, it was registering bad um, input when you would go left and right. It would, or when you tried to go down, it would register left and right. It's a lot. So I went online and a bunch of people had that same problem. And there was a guy on Etsy that's, that has a 3d printed one. That's a little larger. So it fits in the casing better. Um, so I took this apart and put it in and it's perfect now. I mean, it works great. It's a little stiff because the, it's obviously a bigger D pad controller, but it it plays Pico 8 perfectly now. I, I really couldn't be happier with it. So in the menu that boots cool. up in Emulation Station now, there is Pico 8 emulator. You select that, and boom, you can see all the games for Pico 8. I don't know if you're really familiar, Tim, with Pico 8, but there's a little thing called called uh, the Splore, Splore, which is Splore, which is like the Explore. Yeah. But you go in there, and you can basically download and find any game. It's like a... It's like a God, it's hard to explain. It's like a little menu system that will go out on the internet and just find the game you're looking for and download it straight to your console. So there are thousands of games for Pico 8. You can just play on this thing. And I've been playing after I put this D pad in and it worked so well, I've been playing a ton of uh, different Pico 8 games. And I wanted to talk about a couple of them. And one, Cody, I thought you would like a lot. Um, there's one called Alpine Attack. Have you heard of it? Uh, Alpine, uh, are you talking about Alpine Alpaca? Yeah, sorry, Alpine <clears throat> Alpaca. Alpaca. Have you played that? I have not tried that one yet, no. Sounds like so, a poker game. Well, so imagine this. You know Horace Ghost Skiing? I do. Where, like, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, played it, Horace. but... 
For, well, I'm gonna. So imagine. I'm, I gotta pause real quick. Yeah. Horse goes skiing. Yeah. Tim probably knows the game. I can't get past just getting past the like ski lodge. I don't know how to get past that part. <laughs> like right at the yeah, very beginning. And, you don't and, either. And if okay. You do, if, if you do eventually get off there, then you have got to try crossing the road. I think, haven't you? And then it's game over on that as well. So yeah. So where's the skiing? <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. So. Remember, so imagine a, a downhill skiing game, a very simple retro downhill skiing game, right? Yep. But imagine um, it's a card game, too. So you have a deck of cards that are directions or down down or left or right, and basically the directions. And you you randomly get dealt out, I think it's four cards, three or four cards, and you use those cards to go ski downhill and try to slalom through these flags. And when you go through a certain number of flags, you get to, you get a new pack of cards, which you can pick what you want, like downhill faster or, or slalom left or right, or there's different types of ways to go downhill and you pick those cards and you shuffle them into your deck. Um, so you basic, it's a basically a downhill. There you go. Yeah, horse go skiing. There it is. Do you see that, Cody? Uh, let me hop back here. I tried to steal the screen like a jerk. Ah! Yeah, the little tape, the little tape case there. Oh, I think I just lost my. I just lost my Skype. Anyways, yeah, you did. Um. So anyway, it is basically a downhill skiing game with a card game element. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Um. So, so it's like a programming game? I don't know what you mean by that. Like, uh, you basically you're, use the cards to, to do your downhill skiing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. There you go. You're back. You're I'm back. back. There you, oh, there's Horace. I see him now. And the spiders. They're skiing. Which Tim and I both can't get past the first three minutes, but at least I feel not alone anymore. <laughs> So there's another great game called Dungeon Solitaire, which is a card game, but it is a roguelike dungeon crawler where you're trying to, you enter one part of the screen and you have to exit the other part, but every card you're dealt is a connector in the dungeon. So you basically are trying to bridge a way to get to the exit. Um, So what I did, what I found was there's a lot of really cool kind of card games that are Pico 8 games, which fit perfectly because they're not high action games. Um, but, but they work really well. So that one was called dungeon solitaire. And then I found one that I thought you would really like is, is called X zero. And it's a lot like, I've um, been playing that one. Have you? Yeah. That one's great. Isn't it? It's a lot like, um, can you, can you guys see my screen right now? Yeah. There's X zero. No, I no. You, you're not screen sharing. I can We can just see you. Oh, oh yeah. See you. Yeah. Hey, can you do your screen sharing? I tried. I don't see the screen share. Really? Do you see it, Tim? Ow. Sorry, just banged me elbow. <laughs> every time I, ch- you know, every time I try to share my screen, it quits Skype. So let's just move yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, huh, that's weird. I don't. Yeah, I don't see it. Technology is the enemy. It worked well when I was doing it with just Eric, but oh well. Um. So there have been a couple other games, like por- one's called Pork Like, which is another roguelike. That um, game is pretty cool. I've played some Pork Like, and I want to get into that one. 
That one is really good. But if you really want a good roguelike, there's one called Curse of the Leash King, L-I-C-H. Yeah. Leash, I guess that's how you say it. That one is a super good roguelike. It is really, really good. Okay. Um, but I've been playing X-Zero a lot. That one's like, I was, we, we got interrupted there. It was like, um, it's a lot like Metroid kind of, right? Um, which one there, is it? Now your screen, your screen sharing is working now. There you go. There's X-Zero. Oh, yeah. Can you see that, Tim? Yeah. That looks pretty good, right? And you go yeah. in through and hack That's all good. the nodes. Um, I played this game. Uh, I loved it. I mean, it, it, it's this one's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I had a good time with that one. It gets pretty hard. Um, kind here's, of a Turrican vibe on that one as well, isn't it? Exactly. And here's Curse of the Lich King, which does look really good. Uh, come on, let's see some something more exciting here. The Pico is is the coolest thing, and um, my big struggle with it was simply I don't have a good interface for it. I don't want to go to my PC and pull up a web browser and play it through a web browser with keys and then try to set up a joystick. and then. Right. Um, so your, your handheld thing was a really cool solution. Um, and and I'm, I got to say, I, I was kind of skeptical at first because the D-pad didn't work so great on that. But once I replaced it, it's the perfect machine now. I mean, it plays everything. It plays it great. Can you show um, Alpine Alpaca on yeah. there? Yeah, absolutely. So, do you remember, Eric, um, I was looking for the perfect Pico 8 solution. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what I said it would be? I don't remember. No. What did you say? I'm like, how cool would it be if they just made like a wedge computer Raspberry Pi? Because yeah, I want a wedge that computer. Would cool. That would be the coolest thing. Hold on, let's see here. You guys are still watching uh, Pico 8 with me here? No, I think you Your screen sharing locked up. Gosh. It's locked up on my end. Yeah. Eh, I have to stop trying. It's, it doesn't like it. Um, so anyhow, here's Skype. Let me get back in and see you guys again. I don't know why I right. can't handle it. Oh, wait, that's Skype for business. Um, I'm going to have I'm gonna have to log back on here, guys. So if you want to move on real quick to Tim's BBC thing here. Actually, yeah. the next one, Tim, is uh, you had a quick Vicky Pixel Vixen update. I would like yeah. to hear that first. That's on yeah, the list so, first. So, um, yeah, Vicky um, a few weeks ago left for Japan. Um, it's looking like it was she she just sort of like on the day that she was due to travel um it was that was kind of like when almost when lockdown hit over here so it's really really touch and go and she had i think it was um to get her flight from here then her connection flight over to japan she had i think a margin of about 25 30 minutes to get to japan um before they uh closed off all the borders so <laughs> yeah um, all crazy. the uh, visas would be then null and void so you couldn't get into japan and she made it just in time um so she got over there um she spent a few days in tokyo um just looking around on the outskirts of tokyo so she had a had um good time over there she was um as you know obviously with her pixel art and um She's into sort of like anime and manga and all that sort of stuff. So she was going around some of the areas around there. 
um, in Tokyo, where a lot of the studios and all the stuff is based over there. Um, and now she's um, out in the out in the in the country in Japan, where she's actually going to be staying. I, I think, is it Hokkaido? I can't can't remember exactly where she is at the moment. Um, but yeah, she's had to self isolate over there, not because she's you know got anything but because she's come from tokyo um where she <laughs> is at the moment in her prefecture there's zero coronavirus cases oh, wow. um so she's okay there at the moment um so i think she's actually meant to be starting her first day in school teaching um today i think uh, so yeah so she's she's doing good um she did stream over the weekend i uh, don't know if any any of you guys caught any of that um so yes um, on her and also, on her amiga or um well she's she hasn't got an amiga over there at the moment so she was just doing um uh mac uae so emulation on the amiga doing a bit of pixel art on there on d paint um, okay but yes it's, we, we've kind of like got a few plans i'm gonna try and hook up for an interview uh, cool. for the podcast um so we'll get that done in the next next week or so so that hopefully that will come up on the next on the next episodes um so yeah yeah, yeah she's doing all right so that's and, good news and more pc engine good. competitions yeah yeah we're gonna have to do that we'll it's let her fun. pick we'll let her pick the next game yeah definitely very cool <laughs> yeah all right so, so now next go ahead go, go ahead, ahead. So, yeah, do you want me to move on to the next one, the BBC Master? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, so I'll just grab that. Oh, he's got to run off. He's he's jumping away. Speaking of wedge computers, look at him collecting stuff there in the background. Yeah. That is he. That's a big boy. You can hear the so quality, just while I'm, I'm holding up the BBC Master to the camera. And with his other yes. hand... With his other hand, he's holding his back. Oh! <laughs> yeah. That's chunky. That's the keyboard, and it's got two cartridge slots on the top. So you can put in... Um, so instead of having, like, on... You know, on uh, your B, uh, Eric, you've got, like, the little uh, thing on yeah. the... On, where you can actually put EEPROMs and all that sort of stuff. Well, this they come on cartridge on this. Um, That's but pretty this- awesome. This is a whole different beast, the BBC Master. It's 128K out of the box. Almost like a um, MSX with the two cartridge slots. That's it, yeah. Um, but it's it's so much uh, more involved, the, the Master. Um, it's it's a, And the other good thing as well is it's got an audio out on it, so you can plug it in and you can adjust the volume. <laughs> yeah, without <laughs> opening it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So is that a, uh, is that a whole new computer for you or are you just pulling that out to to show off <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's a new one for me but unfortunately it doesn't work yet yeah well yeah i think that one's probably beyond my skills so i'll, I'll probably be sending that one off to get that one sorted um because oh, they're, they're they're going for crazy money at the moment those things the bbc masters are around about 250 300 pounds um okay. so i was gonna say one, are they hard to come by now they're, they're not too hard it's just that they're, they're going for for crazy money now yeah um so that one i picked up for about 50 pound locally so it was worth a gamble on that so even if i have to spend sort of like another 50 60 quid getting it repaired it'll it'll be a, a good cool. one to have yeah yeah Very cool. it's a bit more versatile it'll run um one of the reasons why i wanted the master is because a lot of the um 
the BBC demos that are out there. I don't know if you've seen any of those. There's some really cool demos on the BBC. Um, and uh, they they need the 128K, the BBC Master, to run. So I want to start firing those up and get those going once I've got it repaired. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that thing looks really neat. Yeah. Have you guys cool. seen... Have you guys seen this wedge computer? Everyone's looking. Everyone's looking. <laughs> it's got a little trackpad. What, what is that? Let's see. If, what is this? What, so can you see? I was going to say there's a pie inside there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then on the back, look at this. I got my pie wedge so, computer. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? I was randomly searching and saying the same thing I always say, which is why don't they just make a flipping Raspberry Pi wedge computer? And, uh, Amazon's had this online for like three months and I never noticed it. Uh, it's made by Vilros or Vilros that they make all kinds of those like kits where you buy a Raspberry Pi with a, a, a case and a charger and heat sinks and whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you crack this thing open and uh, I don't know if you can see in the back here, there's a um, pop it open here. So there's the Pi. That's how you get to the SD card. Yeah. Right there. Um it's, I mean, basically, it's just a case with a keyboard built in with a trackpad. Um, but it makes it... I, now I can hang this on my wall and just pull it down, put, pop it into my TV, turn it on, and I got my Pico 8 machine. So, oh, that's cool. So did you already install an emulation station with Pico 8 and all that no, stuff? No, I don't want an emulation station. I just want Pico 8. <laughs> this is my Pico 8 machine. Did you, did you do that part yet? Yep. So I've been using the Pico 8 like crazy on this thing. Um, the only bummer is... Well, there's a couple things they could do better, obviously. First of all, they should have just had a power switch built in because it's a case. Yeah. Um, so I had to buy the little dongle so I have power switch on it. Yeah. Um, it uh, The keyboard actually, it feels kind of cheap, but it's actually really fun to use. I don't dislike it. Um, okay. The only other bummer is the keyboard itself is indeed um, wireless. All right. So you do have to use a dongle in the side. And that means you also do have to open this front little hatch uh, to turn it on and off if you want to save the batteries. Oh, wow. It actually does have two batteries in it to run the keyboard. But outside of that, this thing's been awesome. Um, so right now it boots into Raspberry Debian desktop, and I click on the Pico 8 logo, and now it's a Pico 8. So I'd love to find a way to get it to just auto-boot into Pico 8. Um all the ways I've found that do that bypass the desktop, which means they don't recognize the joypad, which I need the joypad. Um, so I'll figure it out eventually, but then I'm also using this joypad, which is black, which matches. So it's all pretty. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I love this thing. I think it's the coolest thing. And, yeah, uh, that is neat. I have, not, I have to admit, I haven't seen one of those. I, I actually have this thing I kickstarted a couple years back that is a tablet. It looks like a tablet computer. But you shove the Raspberry Pi in it, and it gives you a touchscreen, but not a keyboard. Yeah. But the wedge computer is a pretty good idea. Don't you think, yeah. Eric? I do. Well, I'm glad do you do, it's because idea. it's your birthday, and you have one coming to your house. What? Happy birthday, Eric. Wow. Happy birthday, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, it's a little selfish, though, because I want you to figure out how to get it to auto-boot for me, because I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'll do that. <laughs> I will build you, I'll build you an SD card image that you literally will just boot right into Pico 8. <laughs> so I've also been playing a ton of Pico 8 stuff, and uh, I'll probably dig more into it on the next episode. But um, a couple of the ones you talked about, um, 
I actually I'm really digging a lot of the puzzle games on there. Yeah. Um, they made a, a Fez, a kind of down, a degraded Fez, which was a really fun game. We, I played through all that. Um, I don't know. It, it's so much fun. I've already spent, literally, I've spent probably five or six hours on Pico 8 in the last three days. Just playing through stuff. Yeah. I think in the last week, I've probably spent about a good eight hours, ten hours of playing yeah. Pico 8 stuff. I love it. It's It's been amazing. you got to get into it, Tim. Yeah. Send me the link over to that, Cody. I'll uh, see if I can get get one over here. Yeah, I'll see if I can. I'll I'll find that thing. It's it's pretty cool. Excellent. So, do you want to see my new tattoo then? I do. What? Yes. Your new tattoo. His new tattoo. Oh, I, I thought you said tattoo, and, and then he stood up, and I was like, "Wait, I don't want to see it." It's all white. <laughs> it's all white. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And the I've- the mad thing is is that this thing i've been looking for one of these for years and years literally in white and in white yeah because I've, I've got the the two the normal ones the black ones um and this was like five minutes down the road from me perfect on wow <laughs> so people who are listening attack two is a, a controller um, controller yep joystick. for any of the old kind of for any of the old micro computers that uh you know has i'm guessing I mean, it has two buttons but it's one input right and a, That's a joystick right. yeah 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 um but the the thing with the tac 2 is they're really really solid sticks and they've um held good over the test of time these were made by suncom in fact yeah oh this this one's made in china but some of the earlier ones i think were actually made in california um huh. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's just a really really good stick. It was quite common with the with the twenty six hundred back in the day. I had a I, I had a tack two for my Commodore sixty four back in the day. Yeah, like it was the black and orange one. Yeah, yeah. So this one. So that so that one. That's the joystick yep. that can. That's the regular one. Yeah. That can survive uh, w- uh, summer games. Oh yeah, easily, easily. So it's, it's, these these ones they've they've got a, like a, a metal shaft, and the insides are all you know proper rugged controls. There's no micro switches in there, um, but they're they're really nice, and they they just yeah. I, I think these were probably designed with decathlon or something like that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I need to get some more some more. I just have the uh, the Competition Pro, and I have the. Um... Uh, Wico stick. Those are the only two controls I have. Aside have from the ones I made. Zip sticks. I think they call them something different over here. I think they were speed sticks or something like that. Is that the... Are you so, talking... Uh, uh, the... Um, well... Is that the one you hold with one hand? Kind of like... Sounds like an upside-down mouse with this joystick stuck in it. When I was a kid, I had the zip sticks. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That one. Okay. I, I had one of those as a kid, too. So you haven't got one of those now? I don't have one now, no. Okay. Just looks like a competition pro with square buttons. I'll make a note of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was was really happy to pick that one up. Um, And because it was local, again, that was one I just picked up not not too long ago before... Pandemic 2020. Pandemic 2020! Oh. I did play a couple of uh, Commodore 64 games on here. Uh, Played um, the text adventure Curse of Robinstein, which is a a Stefan Folk game we talked about with him earlier. 
really cool because it has graphics on it and uh, really cool because it came out on the Plus 4, which there's not a lot of releases on the Plus 4. Right. Oh, right. So is that is that a full release now, is it? Has he finished that one? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's finished and it's, and it's been released. It's not a full-length title. Um, it's kind of like a appetizer for the, whatever's coming up next. Right. Um, but it's cool because it's got artwork on it, and the Commodore Plus 4 really shines. It looks really good. Um, and then I've, I played the Commodore version of Attic Attack. Attic Attack. Attic Attack. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> is that just a demo, or is that the full one? No, it's a full game. That's a um, full game, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks great. In fact, um, plays very similar, very similar to yeah. the Spectrum one. Um, I still like the sound on the Spectrum one, just because it's the, it's got all those little clicky clacks. I love. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the Commodore sixty four can't do that. It can't no. do those clicky and clacky stuff. But um, yeah, but I've, I've had a I've had a couple of games on it, and it's it's very good. Um, but yeah, I you know I I kind of uh, sit on the fence. Like uh, I know you don't like many ports, Cody. Um, <laughs> you don't really see the point of it, and I kind of like think of that with Attic Attack on the on the sixty four. It's like yeah, it's nice they've done it, blah blah blah. But it's a Spectrum game. Just leave it there, man. <laughs> yeah, I would love them to put that much effort into a new game. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or you know, yeah. They, or yeah. if they, at least they if they created that engine. Cool, you've made the engine. Now, like, make a new game with it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Make it, make yeah. it Tick Attack 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't remember whether they port... If they ported some of the isometric stuff, um, whether they ported Night Lore and, and those sort of things, I can't remember if they've, if they've done that. But that's that's probably more of a challenge on the 64 than Attic Attack, I think. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 an it's it's a nice version. It's nice to see it on the sixty four, um, but yeah, it is easier to see everything. Game. It is easier to see what you're doing. Um, not that I really struggled with that before, but a little easier. I had I had an easier time in my mind without drawing a map and trying to figure out where the heck I am on the Commodore one. Yeah. The rooms don't look as as samey. Um, I played some more modern games uh, a, a while back. A uh, PlayStation Plus free game with your subscription was uh, Sniper Elite 4. So I went ahead and um, played a ton of that. I just like games like that where it's a first person, kind of, well actually it's over the shoulder type of a shooting game, but it's not a multiplayer, uh, little kids cussing at me and killing me and I have no chance of winning. <laughs> so so were you actually playing that online, were you? No, I, 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 no, I was not. No. Um, but it's just a cool game where you go through a huge map and you get to go through it slowly and stealthily and try to pick people off. And if people find you, you run away and hide until they go away. I just like those slow kind of uh, methodical games. And yeah. then, of course, you're, you upgrade your skills so you can snipe people from further and further away. Um, have you seen any of that sniper game? Uh, no, I've not not played a huge amount of those. I, I just remember that sort of thing on um, Grand Theft Auto, where I just sit on top of the building with the sniper rifle. Right. So yeah, you're like me. Yeah, like that's. So they made a whole game of just like what you and I love to do in those games. All oh, right, I, I, I must get into that then. Yeah. Now <laughs> is that just on the PS4? Is it? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's on other things. Um, oh, okay. But it, the, so what they do do, and you can turn it off. They have like this slow motion thing. So when you do snipe someone from a, from far away, and let's say you hit them in the lung, it'll like slow down. And you'll see their innards like in slow motions burst, and like their lungs <laughs> explode. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> um, and 
<laughs> and then right here when Eric comes in, we're gonna we're gonna talk about how there's a slow motion testicle explosion as well. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> Those are my favorite testicle explosions, <laughs> the slow mo ones. Yeah, we're talking about sniper elite where you can shoot people and they have these disgusting, gory slow motion innards. Yeah, yeah and and I found out about halfway through the game because I was doing headshots. Yeah, I, I missed by about a half a body length, and I got that. And, and you got uh, a decent bull shot. Oh my! And I pressed pause, and I walked, and I walked away wincing. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I don't want to see that. Uh, uh, and then I finally, I said I was going to do it last episode, so I finally did it. Uh, and I put my, I've had it for over a year. My Breath of the Wild cartridge, and I put it into my Wii or my Wii, yeah. my uh, Pr- my Switch. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> Yeah, and I I did not get into it right away, but I knew it was amazing, and it took me I want to say three or four hours. And now, yeah, every time I put it in, I I next time I look up at the clock, it's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, shoot. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you, you I will say, I mean, that, that's an amazing game. I mean, it, whether you like that style of game or not, that particular thing, it's so artistic. It's such a beautiful game. I mean, I I I really should go back to it someday and just finish it, but. Um, you know, I put a lot of time in that game. It's it's really good. I can't put a finger on why I stick to it because I don't. I can't tell you particularly what I enjoy about it, but it just keeps passing the time. I keep wanting to go to, the, to get the next thing and just get that much better, I guess. But um, it is very slow paced, which I didn't think it would be. Mm. Yeah, and and you know how the shrines are very puzzle like. I still really like the shrines. Yeah, even though I don't like puzzle games, but the shrines are. I I, I thought they were a blast, all of them. How many yeah. divine beasts are you in at the moment, Cody? Uh, how many have you done? Uh, I have done zero divine beasts. Really? All oh, right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I I started by just trying to open up every tower and doing as many shrines and leveling things up. I have not no divine beast yet. Okay, it's it's kind of curious because normally the game kind of takes you into the first one. Um, it, it's sort of like naturally feeds you in um, into the first path where you go. Um, uh, what is it up onto the right hand side more towards the middle um, and you have to because you've sort of like got very basic weapons and all that sort of stuff it's a it's quite a trial getting to the first part first on the first path that you take through to the first divine beast um, so the first one I've gotten near is the the elephant one blowing water yeah, I've that's seen... it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Did you did you but meet Sidon yet? The guy I have to beat to like get the spark arrows is just kicking my butt, and I can't. Uh, I, yes. I can't. I yeah. really haven't figured out the battle yet, and I just get angry and throw my controller because I feel like I'm dodging, and it doesn't matter. They still attack me and kill me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the first Lionel Lionel <clears throat> or Lionel that you meet into the in the game, and he's he's rock solid. Um, you won't beat him. You just got to literally just get the arrows and get out of there. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I just so ran off and started doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a there's a ton of arrows around that area, and what you've actually got to do is there's um, uh, a path that you follow. Um, if you go round him on the right hand side, and then you start to go right up the top of the mountain, um, and as you go up that path, there's a load of shock arrows along there, and at the very very top, there's I don't know, I think there's about fifteen twenty shock arrows up there, which will give you enough. So I'll just then, grab them. Um, start attack the the divine beast. Yeah. 
Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Tips and tricks on Pixel Dead End. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. I know. Remember that game from three years ago? Well, you heard yeah. it here first. That's right. <laughs> Tim cool, and cool. Eric had this next topic. A new Amiga game. Yes. And well, let's let Tim. I want you to talk about it because I'm going to tell you what happened to me when I tried to play this. But go well, ahead. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I watched um, Amiga Bill stream on it, and I haven't actually played the game yet. I haven't had a chance to download it, so I haven't uh, given it a try myself. It's the it's game on the looks. List. Per- the game looks really cool. Um, it does have puzzle elements to it, so I'm not. You know, I mean, it's not. Uh, I might be disappointed in it, but it looks really great. So I tried, downloaded it, and I tried to play it on my Amiga 1200, and I have a GoTech in there. I, I mounted the disk image, but it just doesn't run. And I even went into the BIOS on my Amiga and turned it, turned, made it just OCS, um, and it still just won't play. So I, I that's one of the first games I have uh, been unable to get to play on my 1200. Yeah, yeah. So I've been meaning I should just pull out my 500 and try it on there. And I bet it'll work. But I'm not sure why it doesn't play on my 1200. Yeah, I mean, I have an accelerated 1200. I just don't know why it's playing. Yeah. And, and I think Bill was playing it on his 1200 on the stream. So it should should do. Um, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to have a look and try it on my 1200 later to give it a go. But, but it looks yeah. cool. It's like you have a little slug and you climb up walls and you have to navigate the little plat. It's like a platformer kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, got an interesting game mechanic, hasn't it? Where you got it's sliding along the walls and all that sort of thing. Looks looks really good. Yeah, and so I'm eager to try it. I just couldn't. I, I have to admit, I didn't spend a ton of time trying to make it work, but it didn't work right away. So I'm gonna have to tinker with that and get it to work. Yeah, so that's a that's a freebie, isn't it? That people can go out and grab themselves. So maybe yeah. we can put the link to that in the show notes, and if anyone wants to give it a try. Yep, sounds good. Cool. So your Saturn woes. Let's. I want to hear your Saturn that, sad that was, story. That was an, an epic fail. That was. <laughs> that oh, was the. Still, um, it still ended it, up failing. Yeah. Well, when uh, well, it's an epic fail to start off with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so um, as part of the Battle of the Systems, um, we we're going to play Cotton Two on the Saturn, and um, yeah, I uh, broke out broke out my Japanese Saturn to give that a try, and um, of course I had um, uh, just horrific time just with work and bits and pieces that day and uh yeah i just completely forgot that it was the japanese saturn and of course it's 110 volts 110 volts <laughs> <laughs> and over no. here in the uk we're 220 volts <laughs> uh. so i literally plugged it in i had my finger on the power switch as i pushed down the fin- the power switch i thought no <laughs> and it went oh. <laughs> So yeah, that that uh, that was not a good moment for me. <laughs> it's kind of like plugging in an NES, a Super NES cart backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wish we, we, we did. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't do that. Yeah, don't no, don't don't try these at home, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, so anyway, the, uh, the the Japanese Saturn went pop. Luckily, I had my uh, my UK Saturn, my PAL Saturn, so I was able to r- run the game on that. I ordered the bits and pieces for it. Um, it was a, a Verista, I think they call it, um, and a fuse. 
but the fuse was soldered directly onto the board so it didn't have like a little fuse housing so i had to do a little cable winding trick around both end of the fuse and then um solder the cable the winded cable round to the ends of the fuse and then solder that into the board sounds a um, lot like the super nintendo <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah so that that's that's it, essentially what i did so i was quite quite happy with that to get that going so yeah all all ended up well in the end but then you couldn't launch your game uh what game on the saturn Oh right. yes, yeah, because I didn't have the action replay sorted then, so I had to mod the action replay um, and get that get that going. So yeah, that was a that was also a bit of fun getting that sorted, turning oh, it into awesome. a, a pseudo pseudo Saturn. That's the that's one, what it's called. Saturn. I couldn't yes. remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, I have my Saturn modded, but that that solution looks so cool. I really kind of want to get one of those pseudo Saturn cartridges. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't need it, but I kind of want to get one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's when pretty I, ingenious. When I was um, boot, because you boot up off of a uh, a CD, so you have to do the disc swapping trick, and I got quite good with that actually. Um, I've never, I've <laughs> never gotten that to work. So yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, I, like I say, I don't know whether it's maybe it's just the timing on the on the British version, um, but yeah, I, I think I probably got it um, eight out of ten times, I suppose. Um, wow. So yeah, I was do, doing the disc swapping trick for that. And uh, I got the, the the flash loader loaded up, and there's a big sort of like long list of the different um, pseudo Saturn versions. And I'm thinking, right, I'll go go for this one on the top list and top of the list, and it just wouldn't wouldn't take it. And uh, you know, it kept giving an error. Um, and eventually, I found out that because the action replay is quite sensitive on the, when you put it into the cartridge slot, it just wasn't picking up the cartridge at all. Um, so eventually, I managed to get round to that and and got it going. Um, so it it took a few goes to get it get it sorted, but uh, yeah, now it's all good and it's just live, living in my Japanese Saturn now. I'm not yep. I'm not going to take that out. <laughs> nice little external uh, mod to play. Yeah. backups right backups yeah and the, backups and the backups, funny thing yeah. is i I, th- I think i was telling cody this was i wish that solution i had known about it before i modded my saturn because i was sweating bullets when i because that mod's not that easy to install because you have to solder like the mod chip onto pins on the main processor and they're tiny yeah and i was i was sweating bullets just trying to figure out like like worry that it just wasn't going to work and had I known that solution, that would have been so much more elegant, to be honest. So, anyway, yeah. live yeah. and learn, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Juan Martinez uh, has a new game out, eh? He does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kitsune's Curse on the Amstrad. Um, it's just in the final phases on that at the moment. I think the game went out to um, some of the testers uh the other day and a few people have um actually completed through the games so i don't think it's very far away um and that's that's a follow-on to golden tail one of the previous amstrad games he's done so i'm looking forward to giving that one a go so what kind of game is it is it a platformer um yeah it's a platformer but you've kind of got a, a different game mechanic in in a lot of the the golden tail series of games where it's more about um stealth um I, I haven't gone through them in a in a in a great deal of detail um but your character sort of like um disappears and reappears in different parts of the screen so it's 
the, the the game mechanics built around that like i say i haven't haven't gone into it a huge amount but um when i when i get kitsune's curse i'm gonna get into that and give it a go and probably play some of the previous ones as well hmm. um, i love his yeah, games so. yes yeah they're, they're really good um yeah. i'm looking looking forward to that just another reason i need to get my amstrad yeah, <laughs> and I can play it with you because I, I I do have the Mister and it has a really good CPC core, so yeah. I should be able to should be able to play that along with you. Yeah, yeah, looking looking forward to getting that. Very cool. So my history my history with Smash that's the next thing on the list here. So Smash the Brothers, Smash Bros, which uh, the first one I played was on the N sixty four, and I dabbled in it, but I wasn't really hooked onto it and. So for my birthday, I was trying to think of a game I really wanted to get into. So my wife bought me Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is on the Switch. And for the first half an hour playing that, uh, my son was here and we, we, I was playing it and he was watching me. I lost every battle for the next, for, for half an hour, I just was losing battles left and right. And so finally the game clicked with me and I won my first battle and then I started to get really good at it. And now I am hooked. I mean, that game is is awesome. Hmm. So I've been playing it left and right. And for I know Cody, you don't really like fight games a lot, but this one, the moves are so limited. It's only like um, two or three buttons, so that you could play with the Joy-Con. You know, if you needed to in party mode, um, it it it's it's a, it's a really fun to play now. And I've unlocked a ton of characters, and I've gone through different modes in it, and. I will say they put a lot of effort into this version ultimate on the switch where there's so many modes. I can't imagine getting tired of playing the game in one mode or another. And every mode I've tried has been awesome. I mean, there's like tournament mode, there's regular smash mode, there's classic mode where you're, you're going through like different levels, almost like a, like a, a single player kind of achievement mode. Um, that's my jam. The, the game is amazing. So anyway, I'm loving it and I'm getting really good at it now. And, um, I'm hoping that when my son comes back, cause he's with his mom right now, but when he comes back that we're going to, we're going to sit down and play. Cause he, he's kind of cocky about his games. And <laughs> it's getting harder. It's getting harder to beat him in games cause he's getting really good. So I think now I've gotten to the point where I think I could beat him in it. So I'm really looking forward to when he comes back and we play that game. So I'm I'm looking but forward I, to you being smug and then me finding out. Nope, he still destroyed me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's a that's a definite possibility. That's a definite possibility. But um, the funny thing is, none of the other past smashes really hooked like like never hooked me. Like the GameCube version, I have that's called Melee, and I have that one, but I never got into it. The original N64 one, I play it once in a while, but I'm not that great at it. I don't know why this one grabbed me, but it's it's really, really good. So, anyway. Switch fever. It's switch fever. Switch fever. Exactly. You guys are both playing Animal Crossing. You never touched them before. Now you're playing Smash Brothers. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, it's introducing me to a bunch of new franchises. I never played Animal Crossing on any past consoles at all. Panty, pa- this panty Party. Is- what is that one? <laughs> what did you say? Panty party. You're always playing panty party. You don't remember that I game? I have not played. I haven't played that, Cody. That was you, man. Eric's going to take the fifth on that. <laughs> uh, I'll go really quick through these. I, 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 Switch sales have been abundant, so I bought a ton of stuff. I'm not going to go through it all. Um, <clears throat> I did pull out the PlayStation 4. 
I've been wanting to play the 2016 Doom. Uh, yeah. So I got a I got a physical copy of that, and it is fast and frantic and fun and Doom and awesome. So uh, I have it on the Xbox One, and I have barely played it. So I need to really jump into that too. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. The only problem when I first started playing it. I stopped. I'm like, man, did I eat something? I don't feel very well. So I walked around, got better, started playing it again, started feeling sick again. I'm like, am I getting old? Because yeah. I'm getting like motion sickness from playing Doom now, and that's not cool. I'm not cool with that. No, so Wolfenstein, the first Wolfenstein of the modern era yeah, yeah, yeah. on Xbox One, <clears throat> that and Doom both made me kind of a little queasy. So you're not the only one. <laughs> if, if I don't know if that queasy. makes you feel better. <laughs> if you want queasy, you should try um, Polybus by Llamasoft on PlayStation VR. Uh, uh, yeah, VR. I can only imagine will, it. That will trip I you out. <laughs> I can vomit in 3D. Do you have VR, Tim? Yeah, yeah, I've got the uh, the PSVR. It's uh, not set up at the moment, but... Uh, I've been wanting I, to I, get that. Yeah. I, 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 here it is. Yeah, during Christmas, they... They put that on sale with seven games included for one hundred and ninety nine ninety nine, and I was asking everybody to get it. No one did, so now it's all back to four hundred, five hundred bucks. Oh wow! <clears throat> I didn't know they had come down that far. Yeah, oh. look at that. Yeah, it came down that far with seven games, and they were like legit games, like Resident Evil Seven and um, the lightsaber game, all kinds of cool stuff. But anyways, <clears throat> all right. Um, oh, and I did want to mention one more game. I downloaded a game, Ironclad. Which is a game. I saw you. You spent some hours on that one. Yeah. What is that game? What what kind of? I don't know, know anything about. I'll it. I'll be quick about it. It's uh, Slay the Spire meets um, a match three game, kind of. Interesting. Yeah. So no, it's, it's a card game. It's there's no cards. Instead of the cards, it's match three basically. But it's not. Okay. It's not just match three. You can match all kinds of stuff. But you match gems, and they power up different aspects. You're either your armor or your weapon. Uh, shots or your um uh your basically call it walking ability where you can walk around and, and dodge enemy shots anyways you're these two you're and a tank fighting another tank a walking tank um but basically it's kind of it's just like slay the spire where you kind of um add things as you go and uh you go as far as you can until you finally die and then you start over again but then you can use your experience points to buy modifications and try it again Start at the bottom oh, wow. of the spire again, if you will. So it's it's a yeah. it's not as good as play the, uh, slay the spire, but if it if you know if that's a ninety nine out of a hundred, this is like an eighty eight out of a hundred. I'm loving okay. it. It's great. All right, cool. The time has come, gentlemen. <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club. Yay! It's a month past <laughs> finally when, when you both We're finally here. So Yuri, please, Yuri, I please, des- for Yuri. <laughs> please describe <laughs> the high school romance that is Doki Doki Literature Club and how three grown men. I enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys did. I'm assuming you guys did. I, I did. I did. I enjoyed it. It was. It was. It's kind of like enjoyment, freaked out and scared all at the same time. <laughs> so, real quick, if anyone's listening, and they haven't played it. Please go play it. It's free on Steam. It is a uh, dating simulator, kind of, but really it's a horror story and it's hilariously disturbing and fun and it takes, I don't know, three, four hours. Um, but if you don't care, then spoilers for the next five minutes, go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it, Eric? Yeah. So I found it, when I first started, I thought I, I was going to hate it because I was yeah. going through it and I hate, I hate 
story. If I want to read a novel, <laughs> if I want to read a novel, I'll go read a novel. I don't, and and so I, I it, it's not a game in the traditional sense. It's more like a an interactive story yep. that you participate in parts of it. And endurance um, to start off with. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I'm sitting there just clicking through all the screens, clicking through all the screens. And I have to admit, I, I stopped and I went and had dinner or whatever. And then I'd come back to it and I'd go a little further. And and I started to get more engaged in the story and 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 fall in love with Yuri. And <laughs> and uh, and then st- some strange things start to happen in the story that which makes you makes you get more interested in it. Uh, but basically, you're part of a literature club. I mean, I, I don't want to hog the time here explaining it, it, but you're spoil it. You're basically spoil it. you're 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 in a literature club. You're you're the only male. I mean, in how in convenient. <laughs> yep, and you join a literature club, and there's four different girls, and they're all different personalities. And they're all pining for and, your attention. So, do yep, we know the and, names? Do we know all the names? It's N- N- Natsuki, Monica, Sayori. Monica, Sayori, and, and Yuri. And Yuri. <laughs> I, I know Tim's <laughs> favorite. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, we, we, we did briefly talk about this last time. Yeah. Like, I picked Yuri the first time, and Tim did too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, and so Cody, did you pick Yuri? Yeah, two two years ago I did too. Yes, yeah, yeah. I went <laughs> so, that, I went that route as well, which is interesting. I wonder if anybody like that's interesting that we all picked Yuri. Yeah, it is weird. I wonder why. So, anyways, we uh, you write poems and try to woo the one by picking things they like. Anyways, you're going through there, and then when when, when did you guys first get shocked? Um. I, I think the, the 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 first big shock, uh, spoiler alert, is um is Sayori. <laughs> I would for me it was uh, all of a sudden Yuri comes back and she's got cuts on her arms. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, what, what's what's that like, all about? What? She's a she's a cutter. I'm <laughs> like, like, that's dark. Like, like, and why did that happen? Yeah, that's like really dark. And now where is this going? Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 it takes it takes a few twists and turns, doesn't it? But you you kind of get the sense that even when you first start playing the game, you're thinking there's a there's there's a bit more to this. It's obviously a bit darker than than what it what it actually is, and you're kind of like set, you're on edge all the time because you're thinking when's the first or when is it going to start twisting? When's when's it going to start taking a turn? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's great fun. I I enjoyed it, um, but there's there's kind of like that trepidation in it as well. It felt when you're dirty. You went to bed dirty. I take <laughs> yeah. a shower before I go to bed after after playing that. Um, and then the final the final twist at the end, which I thought was the coolest thing, which is the the reason you can't play it on another system. It's got to be on a computer. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's it's we already said spoiler. You guys can talk about it. <laughs> But basically, yeah, you you literally the game quits on you. You have to like shut it down. You got to pull files out of your actual computer, move things around, start the game up again. People are missing. Um, all kinds of glitches are happening. Yeah, yeah. The just... second playthrough, so the game, like the the big twist. What I what I thought was the big twist was the game ends. Yeah, kind, and then. Kinda. Well, well, it does end. It says the end, and it's it's over. And then if you play it again, it's all glitchy and different because of the game. I mean, that's the the shtick of the game is that 
it ends, but then you go again and the game is way different the second time and there's a missing person, <laughs> but none of the other girls remember that girl. No, she's right? been deleted. <laughs> what yep. girl? What are so, you talking about? So then you play through that as the glitchy one. And then at the very end of that, there's, there's a big, you know, twist, which I know we've said there's spoiler alerts, but it is the big twist is, is it was all orchestrated by Monica. Monica. Right? That B. <laughs> <laughs> and I was joking with someone on Twitter that I was on Team Monica because I mean the only gu- thing she's guilty of is being interested in you, yeah, <laughs> and murder, <laughs> yeah, and murder. <laughs> Besides all, all right. that, yeah. she's, she's interested in you. So, oh my gosh, I thought it was a very fun, clever game. So, yeah. That was good. It was and it was great podcast yeah. material because we managed to drag it out over like <laughs> three or four episodes. <laughs> we really did. As we giggled the entire time. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, good stuff. One last segment, and that's, a, and that's a night, or should I say a morning for Tim, who I can see the sun yep. beautifully coming through the window there now, the skylight. Yeah. Uh, yep. So you guys can't hear it, but here we're going to start the battle of the systems. Battle of the Systems! <laughs> Alright. Our battle this month was put together by none other than The Project. The Project. Can I just say... Ups. Can I just say, these are two awesome choices. I really enjoy playing both of these games. But I also hated playing both of these games. <laughs> Ooh, do tell. <laughs> so what, what um, games were they, Eric? So the two games we picked were, um, or I guess I should say I picked, was um, Harmful Park on the PlayStation 1, Yep, which is a Japanese-only title. It didn't release here. It was only in Japan. Um, and Cotton 2, which is on the Sega Saturn. Um but the theme of it is cute ups which is basically a shoot 'em up or what people call shooters, I guess, or shoot 'em ups Shmups. But they usually have some kind of cute aspect to them, whether the characters are cute or or the environment is cute. And um, one of my favorite ones is Magical Chase on the PC Engine. But um, I wanted to pick a CD-based one that had a little more multimedia kind of action to, d- to dig into. I really wanted something with good soundtracks, which here, I think we got in both of these. 32-bit import Japanese cute ups Yes, exactly. Battle of so, the Q-em-ups. Um, so it's, yep, Battle of the cute ups So um, that's why I chose them. Yeah. Which one do you want to start with, Tim? Um. Well, let, let's go with Cotton 2, because uh, right. because I had my Saturn disasters and stuff, I didn't get into that one quite so much. Um, okay. So I, 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 I played it, I enjoyed it, um, but I didn't really get... I know there's a lot of... Um, uh, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of uh, in-depth... Um, to the game mechanic on it so there's a lot of it's not just shooting um there's there's obviously you've got to get uh sequences of shots and there's all the technical score aspect of it as well so you um uh what is it you've got the grab mechanic as well 
mm-hmm. um, where you where you grab yeah. some of the the characters coming towards you and you throw them and yeah and I just started getting into that recently. Um, yeah, so int- I didn't really I didn't really get too deep into into Cotton Two. I probably played a bit more Harmful Park than Cotton Two, but what I did play of it, I really enjoyed it. The graphics are really nice. Great sound on that game. Um, and it's it's just a a peachy game for the Saturn. Ooh, a peachy. I really enjoy that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put a bit more time into it. Um, but yeah, it really enjoyed Cotton too. How did you How did you guys like it? So so first of all, I I just noticed both of them are also side scrolling cute 'em ups. That's another thing to to keep yep. in mind. And a lot of cute 'em ups either have a young witch for whatever reason. <laughs> True. Yeah. Usually a young yeah. witch if it's side scrolling. Uh, or a girl in a bunny suit riding a vehicle of some sort, which the other game had. A lot of these games have have those things. It's the most bizarre. Anyways, so yeah, Cotton 2 is side-scrolling, very large sprites. All the sprites are really big. Um, That's true. uh, Also, the the bosses are really huge. Um, All of the bullets, enemy bullets on the screen were the exact same bullet, which was kind of a nice, actually, because you knew what it was. <laughs> um, I kind of appreciate that, because it's easier to to parse them out from all the other things moving on the screen. Yeah. Um, and the sprites were big and detailed. They had lots of gradients on them. They were not flat. They were, like, um, uh, very, very detailed. Uh, really cool effects in this game. Lots of, um, you know, like when there's heat, the, there'd be distortion in the backgrounds, or um, kind of crazy... They twisted the the visuals around and stuff. They weren't just raw sprites. They did some manipulation and stuff with them. Um, I also wrote down. Let's see. This what interesting to me. Oh, bright anime cutscenes in between everything. Couldn't yes. read them. Yeah. Couldn't they read them. Understand. But- yep. Yep. <laughs> the one good thing about this game is if you're really interested in the cutscenes, you can go online and some many people have translated them. So you can figure the story out if you wanted to. I didn't. but no, I'm sure yeah. it's a typical Japanese shmup story of something ridiculous followed by something ridiculous followed by a tiny girl voice followed by something ridiculous. Um, what else I find interesting, this one does use the 4 megabyte RAM expansion. Mm-hmm. So you could tell uh, if you got that to work or not. If it would show up on the title screen in the corner, it would say "expansion found," or it would, or it wouldn't. Um, does your did your uh, action replay work for the RAM expansion, Tim? Um, I I can't say that I it. I mean, I, I ran the game. It came up with the I came up with a message about the RAM expansion. So I was just assuming that it had found it. So maybe it didn't. Mm. I don't know. So it didn't. Mm. Mine mine doesn't work as a pseudo-Saturn and a RAM expansion, so I actually had to swap the cart to get the RAM expanded version. Yeah. And all it really did was add voices, apparently. I looked it up, too, ah, to confirm. Okay. Just added voices while you're playing the game. You heard people, like, yelling things, which, okay. <laughs> so it didn't add a lot, but now you know. Uh, I thought the music was pretty, but it was, like, this moderate soft jazz. It didn't feel like a high-intense shmup. <laughs> it felt like right. you're just chilling. There's there's no thrash metal there, yeah. <laughs> so one thing I'd like to say about the... I, I really didn't... So I did a little research on this game before I started, and I found out that there were these things that you could do combos. Like you do almost like fight, like uh, Street Fighter-style combos, and, and they do different things. And I tried to use that a lot, but I found it really distracting. So I really didn't start enjoying this game until I completely ignored that and just <laughs> played it like a normal 
until I played it like a normal game. I mean, I used the grab mechanic to get the chains going. Yeah. Um, because the, if you hit B, it's a grab. You can grab an enemy and literally throw them against other enemies. Um, and then there's magic, which is more, I guess, the special, like the bomb, yeah, the special I guess, what weapon, you would call. Yeah. 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 So if, you shoot, um, if you shoot a row of enemies, they'll shoot out a gem. And if yep. you shoot the gem, it'll change colors. If you collect it when it's yellow, it. it's points. If it's yeah. red, you'll collect a red fire gem. Uh, green was an earth gem, and blue was water gem. That's right. And you can uh, amass up to three gems, which you can use as specials, which do a lot of damage, but then you lose the gem. Um, and then while you have th- the next gem highlighted, if you double tap a direction and hit fire, you'll drop an egg. And if that egg touches an enemy, they'll get encompassed in like this uh, orb. And then you can shoot the orb to build up a, num- a bunch of hits on it. Yeah. And you can grab it, you can throw it and take out a whole bunch of enemies. You can... Um, Eventually, when you let it go, it'll turn into a life ball, and you grab that, and depending on how much you built it up, it'll add life back to your health bar. Um, mm. But what was interesting, fire would, uh, a fire orb would float upward, and the ice orb would float, like, fall downward, and then the earth orb would naturally come at you. So, you're right, there's, like, it's really easy to play this straightforward, just shoot people, and that's it. To use all this extra stuff took a lot of brain power, and yeah, you, you typically did a lot worse until you got really good at it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's for a shmup, it's distracting at first, but when you start to incorporate little bits of that in at a time, it's like a, it's almost like a recipe. Like you're cooking something, and you you're gonna put a little bit of sugar in, and then maybe a little bit more after you taste it. And I started adding more and more combos and things like that into it, and I didn't grab at first, and then I started grabbing enemies and things like that. Um, one thing I, one thing I wanted to note was at the end of, um, after you beat a boss, like it says tea time. And I thought, it <laughs> I thought I was going to bring that <laughs> up too. That. <laughs> like this is Tim's game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's at the end of the level, you beat the boss and then I get, I don't know if it's cups of tea or cans of tea, like these little tan can things. Yeah, they don't look, it doesn't really look like tea, does it? But it's yeah. like little, little squares we'll or ask, something. We'll ask Vicky about that. Maybe they, maybe she knows yeah, what they those got, are. They've got um, little kanji on them, haven't they? So little, little Japanese characters on each of them. And yeah. they, they, they do different things as well, don't they? They Some of them are points and some of them are life, aren't they? Yeah, as you, you just collect them. as much as you can and... You know, yeah, I think I think you're right. There's points ones and life ones, and yeah, if you co- if you collected like a million of the life ones, you gain like ten percent health. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, wasn't a lot, is, but right. it's not a lot. No, it, it's false hope, is what it was. Um, yeah, so really quick, I, no, go ahead. So I, I was finding sort of like at the end of the level where it gives you your summary of what you've got, and each time I was like zero technical points, and I'm like how the heck do I get technical points? And then uh, like you, you explained Eric, so you, you build up your combos and your chains and all that sort of thing. And that's, that's where you get your technical points in at the end of the level. Yep. Um, so really quick, just to go through the spirit of the game level one, you're kind of in the Hills and there's a uh, bats and I'm going to call them sprites, but like little evil fairy things, um, yep. living plants all over the fr- first few levels. And then you fight a huge rock ape, I'm going to call it a rock ape. Um, yeah, and he has those swinging arms. Yeah, he's, like swinging. he's swinging his arms down to, to, to hit you. Yeah, yeah, with a big old wooden bat thing. Uh, level two, you're in this like dark castle, which has more bats. Um, can't read my own. Oh, more plants. And it starts to, you start to see like, little one-eyed monsters and like flight, floating 
evil devil monster things. Uh, yeah. And there's a big plant worm boss. <laughs> Call it the plant it worm. It is a plant. But then, like, a pumpkin thing comes out of its face, right? There, uh, Yeah, there's a, a mini boss there, too, which is a pumpkin that spits, like, candy at you. It's the weirdest Something thing. Something like that, yeah. Yep. Uh, level three, you go underwater, and now you're fighting squid, shrimp, lobster dragons, puffer fish, and you get a big old octopus boss. And then there's another uh, three levels after that. So, um, lots of sprites, That's lots what, of cool uh, stuff. <laughs> I actually got to the level three boss, and I beat it, and then I I didn't play beyond that. Yeah, it's about stopped. roughly about where I got, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is one I, I always want to try to beat these things if I can. Um, so, I did complete this one. Now, it does give you eight continues. Um the thing about these I've noticed about Japanese games is when you start them, like I always do in a, with a with a Western game, I just hit start, 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 start until the game starts, and that's default, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they're usually on medium over here. Well, in Japan, they're all, they always start on easy. So yeah, I beat it on easy with like eight continues, and I think I was at my very last continue when I finally beat this game. Um, but it did take me, I think, four or five tries to to beat it, even with eight continues. And I actually I had to get good at building up that ball and building up the combo so I can get some life back from it. So my goal is to get there with just enough health to beat the boss and almost be dead and then try to gain that life back over the next level. Um, the story, by the way, this is the story. I did look it up a little bit. You're a young witch okay. who wants willow candy. I don't know what willow candy is, but she wants willow candy. <laughs> so she goes out the to find willow. it. And apparently it's worth her time to fight demons and giant pumpkins that want to eat you and kill you because you want willow candy. That must be some damn good candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I didn't realize why, but also, uh, for some reason, there's a random, like, hot, almost naked fairy that follows you around and, and shows up in cutscenes, too. Well, yes. why wouldn't there be? I mean, exactly. Cute him up. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the one that's on the high score table as well? Not yeah. that I noticed. <laughs> that's right. That's the one. <laughs> Make sure that's that duct one. is covered up. <laughs> Anything else about Cotton 2? I think we're ready to move on to yeah. Harmful Park. Yeah, I, I, I do want to mention, Park. real quick, There's Cotton 2 is one of three Cotton games on the Saturn. Uh, there's also Cotton Panorama and Cotton Boomerang. Cotton Boomer- Boomerang is... Uh, the same engine and everything as Cotton 2. They add a few different levels and, and move things around and change some characters, so it's kind of like a half-sequel. And then, But Cotton Panorama is almost like Space Harrier. It's behind the witch going into, oh, wow. into the screen, so it's a completely different, like, 3D-ish kind of game. Harmful Park. Right on. Excellent. What is this game, Eric? Harmful Park is a PS1 game. It is um, a... Cue them up where you, a mad scientist, has taken over an amusement park, I believe is the storyline. That's what I would do. Yeah, if I was a mad scientist, yeah. yeah. And you, I don't remember who you are, but you are a player that is moving left to right on the screen, and you have to fight all sorts of mutant amusement park components and characters. And you are trying to get to the end to face the final boss, which... um. I did get to, I did beat this game. It took me, I think three continues. Um, and the game is very colorful and the, I really like the music a lot in this game. 
Um, this game had an amazing music. This was really the, um, own it, the, the impetus of why I wanted to do Cutem Ups. I wanted, I've been wanting to really play this game for a long time because it really is an attractive game. Um, I've been wanting to dig into both of these. I've, I've played them both, but I never really dug into it. So that was a good excuse. So I'm, I'm happy with yeah, your choices. Exactly. Now, when you, <clears throat> the ship you're flying can do four different, is it four different, um, shooting modes? There's, yep. Attack. Ice cream cone laser, right? Yep. Yeah. Ice cream cone laser. The Katy Perry there's laser. Hands that, yep. There's hands, hands that, that throw, throw pies. pies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there is just I don't know what this one is, but it just shoots like little little bullets. Yeah, a pea shooter, um, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, a little pea shooter thing, and then there is one more. What is it? Um. Oh, the jelly beans. The homing jelly the beans. Gel- yeah. 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 Yep, yep. The homing jelly beans. Now these can be powered up so that they do more damage and like the late, like the ice cream laser, you get two shots, two, two beams at once and then three beams at once. Um, and so there's power ups along as you go along. Um, the enemies are varied. I mean, there's so many different crazy looking enemies. I mean, there's ones that look like hot dogs. Yeah, and there's ones dogs, that look pandas. like, um, yeah, um, I clowns, can't even list them all. Jack, like, there's uh, clowns, clowns like Jack in the Boxes, aren't they? <laughs> yep, there's clowns with Jack in the Boxes. There's a guy that looks like a bubble gum machine. Yeah. That his yeah. bubble gum things fall out and actually bounce around and can hit you. Um, there's like um, one of those uh, amusement park rides. There's a Ferris wheel. That's right. And there's yeah. also like a rocking ship that, that, is shooting things at you. I mean, it is a crazy wild game. Um, what did you guys Every, think of this? Everything coming at you in this game. And it's, yeah. there is an awful lot of bullets on the screen at the same time. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. I, I don't know whether it's classed as a bullet hell, but I found it hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bullets, but they are slow moving. So yeah, you're kind of, it's more about dodging at that point, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, f- and finding gaps <clears throat> in between large amounts of bullets as well. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, because I, I, I found it that I was, dying an awful lot and then losing those power-ups because you're just trying to find a gap through some of the bullets um but yeah i mean i I personally yeah this this is a great game really really colorful really nice um they've put an obviously a lot of work and time into the artwork on this one um it's really really beautiful game yeah really enjoyed that so the uh sprites on this game are much smaller than cotton which is cool because you, they were able to pack a ton of stuff on the screen, like you guys mentioned. Um, hard edge, like you said, super bright. No gradients. These are kind of like hard colors. Everything has a, you know, if it's red, it's red. Um, yeah. So, but they just a huge variety of stuff, like you said. What what I thought was really cool is you said you mentioned all these different enemies. It's not like you saw those enemies over and over and over again. You'd see them for like a third of a level, and then we'd move 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 on, and you'd see you know five different new enemies. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of enemies that were one-time use enemies. They only used them one place in the entire game. You know, somebody right. somebody drew it, animated it, put it in this one spot, and that was it. Um, and and it was really hard to play the game and, and enjoy all of that because there's so much going on. Like you said, um, yeah. I noticed you, you, green gems pops out pop out of enemies when you shoot them. If you collect uh, those, they go up in value until you get to a, a, a power up shows up. And you can collect up to uh, three power-ups per weapon. So what I would do is I'd start with the pea shooter, collect that until it was full, and then I'd keep using the pea shooter, 
And then when I saw power-up, quickly switch to another weapon, collect the power-up to power-up that weapon, and then go back to the pea shooter. <laughs> um, and then just keep... T- I was trying to build up all four of my weapons so they were maxed out, because if you die, that particular weapon goes down, but the other yeah. three stay powered up. <clears throat> powered up, yeah. Um, so I always tried to keep those maxed out. And then whenever I got to a boss... The powered-up pies were harder to hit the boss with, but they were yeah. they would do it in like in five pies, the boss would be dead. Um, so really cool, really quick. Level one is just kind of a general carnival um, atmosphere, really bright, really fun. And the boss was this hilarious inflatable dragon. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and I love how they inflate the dragon. The two little characters on the right hand side jumping on the uh, on the little. Um, uh, compressor bits and they're yep. blowing up the dragon. That's br- really nice. You sit there and wait for 15 is. seconds for this dragon to inflate, and then you throw pies at it and kill it, and it pops and zips, zips off. Uh, level, level two, you go into the uh, the haunted house ride where there's like ghosts and stained glass everywhere. Um, the boss here was a haunted vegetable patch. <laughs> it was like a I didn't quite understand the the boss in this one. It's like a carrot thing. Yeah, <clears throat> so but what on, I thought on level two, who who has nightmares about those scary dolls? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> pop out! Oh my gosh, so they are scary. <laughs> <laughs> level two had the best part of the whole game, in my opinion. In the middle of the level, out of nowhere, you enter a wedding chapel. Wed- wedding, yeah, <laughs> and a guy and this girl are getting married, and wh- while you're fighting and playing the game. Some dude busts open the door, like, screams at the girl. She runs into his arms, and they start making out and leaves the guy at the altar. He starts crying. And while he's crying, his tears are bullets that are attacking you. And then while the other couple is now kissing, their their little hearts, hearts that are coming out of their kiss are attacking you. You're fighting, like, this emotional wedding breakup thing. It's bizarre and hilarious and weird and yeah. fun. That's what. That's one of the other things. It's like you. You if you if you've got time during the d- uh, game when you're playing it, you look in the background and there's so many little animations in the background that you don't actually normally see as well. Yeah, um, there's there's so much in this game. It'd be a lot a lot of fun to play this two player, but just watch the other player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really quick, level three became like this haunted fantasy forest <clears throat> thing where there were. Uh, waterfalls and flying squirrels and uh the boss i called it vomit whale yeah um and then another i won't go through everything but i also enjoyed later on in the game another um high point out of nowhere you pull into this uh drive-in movie theater is that a thing in england do they have drive-in movie theaters no no okay that's just in they the uh got drive-in mcdonald's through here <laughs> they don't well, there's there's a few, but not very common. Oh wow, We're, you know that's why we have to have eight car holders in our car or cup holders in our cars. Um, what do you do during <clears> coronavirus? <throat> that's all that's they're going all on right now. They're all closed. McDonald's yeah. over here is closed. Uh, We're our drive-throughs are open. Yeah, yeah no. If, but anyway, all of, all of them are closed. Anyway, yeah. Uh, other other fast food uh, re- restaurants are available. <laughs> Uh, anyways, there's a drive-in where this giant valley girl shows up, and you're like attacking her midriff for some reason. Yeah, that's, the, that's, get, um, that's level four, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just crazy. Um, super fun. I I did. I really wanted to be. I beat Cotton Two first, <clears throat> but um, 
spoiler alert, I was looking forward to getting to this one because I just had such a blast the first time I played it. Um, and it's this is this is the one that I did. They give you three credits to try to beat the game. On and again, default mode is easy. Um, right. I might go back and try to beat this on normal. Um, but I was able to one coin credit it, which I've never done in a game a shmup before. But it was on easy. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I earned a couple more lives, so I think I ended up with like five lives by the time the game was over. Um. Super so cool. Did you guys go through the options menu? <clears throat> yes. Did you find the mini games? I did, <laughs> but did I didn't. I didn't, I didn't find anybody to play them with because they're all two player. Yeah. Um, and, but not all of them. Um, the what is it? Uh, tank battle you can actually play. So that so there's four mini games. The three, sorry, three mini games: Punch Ball, Sky mm-hmm. Circuit, and Tank Battles. And they're kind of all um, homages to um, twenty six hundred games, aren't they? So Tank Battles is like combat. Yep. Um, Sky Circuit. Um, it's kind of like a a side on racer um, where you've got to um, hit the uh, as you as you're going through. You've got to avoid all the obstacles on the landscape, um, and then you've got to try and hit the turbo buttons, and that will um, send you quicker through the level. So you've got sort of like you go it's like three a race. laps around. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> yeah. And um, what was the other one? Oh, Punch Ball. Um, so that's a bit like that's a two player only that one so that's like a pong game kind of like pong but you actually get a, a hand above you and a hand below you to swat the ball at different angles that's it yeah that looked yeah. like that would be a lot of fun I, I didn't even see those yeah dang it now I gotta yeah. go back there and look at those <laughs> so it's crazy to me this I, I did a little research um, this company I think made a total of three games ever this was their last game and then they closed up shop they've never made another shmup Sky Think yeah. Systems, they were called. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And this is their only shmup, and uh, I wish they kept going. I, yeah. I, With the amount of time and effort and, and images and whatever, that my guess is they just overworked and didn't make enough sales, and it just didn't make sense. But this game is... out on this one. Peak yeah. too soon. <laughs> I mean, this is up there with, like, Metal Slug as far as, like, the amount of stuff going on and animations yeah. and things moving and... Attention that's, to that's detail. In my notes, I said you know, it's, if the artwork's very similar to Metal Slug, isn't it? In in the the way that the stuff animates and yeah. uh, how it scales and all that sort of stuff. It's yeah, it's just a top notch, solid game. This is. Yep. Awesome. All right. So, are we ready to rate this? I think we are. We got to get a creative cute 'em up scale, though. Hmm. Girls in bunny suits. <laughs> 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 okay. Riding rockets. Um, we'll just, we'll just call we'll just say pixies. There it's always pixies in these games. Um, let's do it out of. Is there any shmup number that's important? I don't know. Uh, All right, arbitrary number sixty. Sixty pixies. Sixty pixies. Sixty pixies. Okay, so let's go around the table here. Let's do Cotton Two first. So. Tim, what would you rate? Um, I'm going to give... 60 Pixies. Cotton to out of 60 Pixies, I'm going to go with 49. Ooh. Okay. I'm going 52. Wow. I'm going to go 40. Wow. Solid 40. 
Forty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I found the combo system very distracting. I, I had a hard time playing this the way it's supposed to be played. Well, other than that, visually, I, I loved it. Everything was good, but I, I I think if I spent much more, a lot more time on it, I my score would go up. But I had a real hard time with it. See, that's something I respect about it, though, is that even though they have all that in there and it's all usable, if you get better at it, you can also just go in there shooting and still play the game and play pretty that's well. That's true. It's like yeah, it's accessible to everybody. Yeah. That's that's why I think I got gone with 49, is, is that there's the extra element to the game um so you can get deeper and deeper into the game and there's more mechanic to it or you can just play it as an out and out shoot them up and it's really cute and nice graphics and and yada 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 and so, get yeah, your willow yeah. candy yeah all right i'll give it a 41 <laughs> <laughs> we talked him Generous. up once <laughs> all right so tim start us off with harmful park Harmful Park, um, I gotta admit, I enjoyed this more than Cotton 2. I wasn't kind of expecting to. Um, so I think I'm gonna go with 55. Wow, out of 60 oh, pixies. High praise. I really enjoyed Harmful Park. Really, really. High praise. High praise. Yeah. High praise. I really enjoy it as well. Wasn't terribly deep, but I just had a blast. I'm gonna say 54. I actually, right before Tim said 55, I thought 55, so I'm gonna wow, stick with the, go. my thought. I gave it 55. So the winner, the universal winner, Harmful Park. Harmful Park. You have won Battle of the Systems. How does that make you feel? Harmful. <laughs> Harmful. <Yeah. laughs> So, apparently, also, in Harmful Park, the actual name of the theme park was Heartful Park. Like, Heart- oh, was yes. it? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. it got t- taken over, and thus, the pun. Yeah. And, and I think thus- the addition of those mini-games was, was also a, 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 yeah. an extra, they didn't an extra have to do that. bonus point. Yep. <laughs> and maybe they would still be around if they didn't waste their money doing that. But I'm glad yep. they did. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, that's a show. Thank you very much, right guys. On. That is April great fun what should we do uh next uh next month any uh any ideas for battles or for six good games or i haven't even given it a thought so i have no idea i'm sure tim's got something bouncing around his head up there he's like they should have done this why don't they do this (laughs) no well maybe we should do a spectrum battle Mm. well it's got a i could i could i could do that yeah, I'll think it so over. Especially if Cody over. gets his next. There we go. Cody gets his next. We could we could do a spectrum battle, couldn't we? Yeah, I might have to put that off. I might have to put it off a month. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll see. All right. We'll on see. the interwebs. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's see how synced up we are. Because last but not least, we'd like to let everyone know that it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go, go alone. alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.